What it is, what it what is up, what is good gamers? This is Kevin, aka Shonuff71. And your auditory canals are tuned into season four, episode four of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. And as usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We got Dez, the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, brother? Not much. Just happy to be here, as always, talking about games with you two fine folks. Uh, always so many so many games to talk about, so many betas to talk about. So so I, I'm, I'm ready to get in it. Ready to get in it. All right. All right. And it wouldn't be a show without Trader Joe, the food max of gaming, who will help maximize your gaming dollar. How's it going, brother? <laughs> Not bad. Not bad, dude. Just uh, relaxing on this wonderful Sunday evening. Uh, just got back from Target trying to find games to flip. but <laughs> And also buying cat food, dog food, and all the other sorted stuff, so. So I multitask. The 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 regular everyday type of get things together before the week starts. You got it. Type yeah. of stuff. Yeah, I did some of that today as well. Did some of that today as well. So, what have you guys? Let's, I guess let's kick things off with what we've been playing the past couple of weeks. Uh, so, um, Des, why don't you why don't you kick things off? Uh, with what has been entertaining you in the gaming space lately. Alrighty, so the things that I have been playing, um, well, I definitely have been playing that Anthem. Um, I'm trying to, uh, but I'll start with Anthem, I'll, I'll finish with Anthem, because I think that's that's kind of one of the big things where we're going to talk about a little bit is, is is Anthem coming out. And doing that good stuff. So what I've been playing is I started playing Elder Scrolls Online Somerset. Started playing that. Um, I played Elder Scrolls a lot in the past. But kind of fell out of it uh, as an MMO. Because, you know, it, it, at this point it's largely a a uh, um, a solo game that folks play every now and then you'll see someone run by you might follow them along but but unless you're willing to you know devote some hours to it or meet some or meet someone you know or a group or something you kind of play it solo you know unless you're doing end end content and and i've never played the game long enough to get to end content and so you know i like i like the game's play style much more than final fantasy 14 with the tab targeting Final Fantasy 14, it just seems like you just it's like the fastest to go through your rotations. The game looks beautiful, but but I just suck at rotations and I don't want to stand there and then move around and then and then and then be a be you know stuck with rotations. Although there's there, there's sort there's slow I mean there's rotations in in uh Elder Scrolls, but it's not as um it, it doesn't seem like to be as restrictive as it is in uh, Final Fantasy 14. So, so I got back into it. I like the Elder Scrolls games, like the Elder Scrolls universe, and so I was like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll start it up. I haven't played it. I haven't played it since, um, geez, it's been years. Like I mean, I got Joe got me the uh, Morrowind. Haven't played that, and then he got me Somerset. You know, we buy these games when they're discounted, yeah. so I, we sit on them. And so I was just like, okay, let me. Like, I've been really wanting to play an art and and a an MMO. I've been really wanting to play one for a while, um, and get really into it. 
Um, so one of my questions I'm going to put out to the listeners is, uh, if you do play an MMO, um, what MMOs do you like? You know, which ones do you like? Which one should we avoid? I don't want to start any flame wars or anything like that, you know, so everyone be respectful, but in, you know, tweet at us at, you know, uh, gaming vessels, you know, and let us know like what, what MMOs do you play? What MMOs do you, do you, do you think we should stick, uh, you know, get away from, um, also wanted to ask, um, you know what are your thoughts on Black Desert Online? Because I have a PS, uh, sorry, I have a uh, an Xbox, and so I'm thinking about picking up that game and playing it on the Xbox. I know it's super, super grindy, um, but I'm thinking about that. And I, and I know about um, uh, Warframe. I played it a while uh, too. So just 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 tweet at us. Let, let us know what what MMOs you like. What MMOs we should yeah, just took a you know you know stay away from. So I've been playing that. Um, trying My to get, MMO of choice. Uh-huh. I've played Neverwinter. We plus yeah, Neverwinter on PS4, yeah, we, and you uh, played Neverwinter a lot. A lot. So yeah. that's another one I was thinking about about um, getting back into was Neverwinter because I'm a huge D and D fan. So, um, so I was playing that. Uh, Joe and I have been playing Fallout Five. That's been hilariously fun. Far Cry Five. Around, I'm sorry, what did I say? You said Fallout Five. <laughs> sorry, Far Cry Five. All these F games. Yeah, uh, Far Cry Five. We started playing that together, and it's just been a hoot running around, shooting Pegasus. Because it's the, so silly. The game is just silly. I mean, like all those far, all those Far Cry games are just silly right now. So I was just like, whatever. It's just I, I love that the plot lines overwrought, but at the same time, it's like you know when you're playing the game itself, it's just like you know, it's like it's has no. Um, base in reality because you're nope. sitting there just murdering folks left and right just like yep. you know new tomorrow so it's like yeah. <laughs> so it, it's fun it's fun to sit around although they do curse a lot in that game i'm like wow you guys curse a lot uh play a little bit of diablo again just just kind of looking back uh on on the games that i that i have i went through and uh sold a metric ton of games to GameStop uh, because they're doing this like pro day. So I sold a whole bunch of games and uh, so it's just, you know, just trying to build up my coffers um, for, for trading and stuff. So uh, it's been interesting. Um, but the other game that I've been playing, Oh, and then I started playing a whole bunch of um, uh, downloadable games. So I started playing uh, battle chef brigade. That's that game is a lot of fun. It's like a side scrolling action game, but then, but then it has like Tetris involved in it. So that's been fun. Uh, it's a little indie game. Uh, there's a big sale going on, on PSN. Started uh, always playing earth defense force five with the guys. Uh, uh, then I started playing uh, Tales of Viseria. It's another game that was on sale. So I started playing that one, but that game is just way too complicated. Like the battle system and what you can do, and like wow, the the Tales games. I think I think I think they 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 have a lot of combat that or the, their combat uh, system is just it's just dense for the sake of being dense. It's really crazy, but I, I think once you get used to it, it's okay. Um, so the other two games that I've been playing, and we can talk a little bit more about this in depth later, or we can do the conversation now, was we we've, we played the Division 2 um, demo, and then we've been playing Anthem. And I don't know if you want to talk about Anthem in a, in a much longer way, or, or do you want to do it now? What do you guys want to do? Um, I was thinking we could just make that that discussion its own its own yeah. section. 
That's what yeah. I was thinking. Because I think we've yeah. all, yeah, we've all, because uh, yeah. I think we've all played in that we can really do a deep dive into yeah. what we like, didn't like, comparison to the Division's depth beta and the finished product of Anthem and what Destiny 2's Drifters getting ready to come up with. So I think we sure. can do that in a thing. So, so that's pretty much what I've been playing then. So I'm going to kick it over to, uh, to Joe. Joe, what have you been playing, my friend? Of course, I've uh, been dabbling in Anthem. We'll talk about that in a little bit on there. Uh, Far Cry 5 again. Um, you know, got a chance to play that little bit single player when you were not around or at school or whatnot on there. I love the fact that, you know, when we're playing multiplayer, it just seems like it's so me, you know, a hoot as far as mayhem is concerned. But when I play solo, it seems like I'm very meticulous with you know, making sure I don't get caught. Well, thank you uh, for, for for doing craziness in my game. I see. Okay, <laughs> thank you for bringing the chaos while we're playing in my game. Okay, I see. Thanks, Joe. No, no, no. Well, you know, I, <laughs> I don't get, I don't get caught right. in my game. I mean, <laughs> when you get caught, then it's like, okay, let's go. Let's take care of business. So, <laughs> you see how I play in your game too. I mean, I'll be trying to run over folk on the damn ATV. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So it's still I, I want to get back to that game. In fact, I, I made Far Cry Five my theme on my PSN just to remind myself to go back and play it. So there you go. Funny, but uh, also playing a bit of Earth Defense Force. That is my like you know um, decompressed game. It's like I don't have to put much thought behind it. I I think I'm about a power level my Ranger now, where I have enough armor where. Even some of these missions, I know that mission we played like the other night online with the uh, aliens with the super armor mm-hmm. was a little bit too much on that. But, you know, some that's EDF for you, man. It's like, you know, prior games in the series throw up like, you know, things like Hector's, you know, they got, got these challenges on there. I know the first time we saw the uh, Gigantor frogs in the game, you know, we had a little bit of an issue and kind of pushed on from there. So I love, love the fact that, uh, you know, that game continues to provide uh, hours of entertainment on there as well worth it, 60 bucks on there. So um, also uh, Destiny 2, just the shade. Um, I'm pretty much have kind of kicked it to the curb a bit and I have not played. I've played just a, a little bit here, a little bit there. I know our listener, Jason, Surgeon Fire, mentioned the fact that I think it's like, what, triple prestige and... Um, triple infamy, and, right? Infamy, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and uh, Gambit right now, and this is a kill me because uh, there's that auto rifle I want to get uh, in Gambit that, you know, I, I'm about halfway there, and I know that I'll probably lose my progress <laughs> with the new season, so that's going to kick myself in the butt. But, you know, we'll talk about the next season uh, coming up of the drifter because I think there's going to be more gambit related activities I'll probably be able to grind in if need be. But uh, you know, I really haven't played Destiny 2 in the last two, three weeks at all. You know, because I mean, every time I sign in and, and get my rewards, it's the same damn loot that I've always gotten before. You know, it's like, what am I going to do with the like, you know, 20th piece of the same armor? I have my complete armor sets and everything. So. Um, as far as you with you're the, not enjoying your 30th play of the game, <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> you know, granted, if I get a God tier role, quote unquote, then yeah, maybe, but, uh, you know, uh, we were talking about the other day, there's still a good dedicated group of people playing destiny one still. And it's like, I, I keep looking at damn, um, 
Destiny One on my on my shelf, and I was like, hmm, maybe I could go back to play that a little bit, but uh, we'll see. And then as far as my multiplayer with my friends Nick and Dom, of course, we're still plugging away a little bit. Uh, we finished the main campaign of Borderlands Two on there. We kind of ignored some of the side stuff yet again. So, uh, which is cool, you know. It's just I, I look forward to playing with them, you know, if they want to. Just may, jump through and mainline the game. That's entirely up to them. And then uh, Nick wanted us to check out Apex Legends, so I was playing that a little bit on PC. On that, um, you know, I know that game is just the the hotness with some folk right now, and uh, it's battle royale. I think it's very well done for what it is. Um, on it is just uh, if I'm not playing with my friends and playing it solo, I just kind of find it. Uh, uh, just not not motivating enough to play. I almost in a way wish there was like a full game release uh, around that world and around that universe on there that I could play like a single player game in that universe. Because I think with all the like the uh, the uh, zip lines and everything, and then the sliding down the slopes and the guns and everything that um, if they wrapped a nice plot around that thing and uh, maybe they could, did. It's called Titanfall. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, but just this game, I mean, I think they could have used this Battle Royale motif and uh, kind of wrapped it up into a multiplayer, at least like PvP, PvE, a lot of different things. that and There's potential there, and it's just Respawns does such good stuff. I'm going to go back and, because I dabbled in Titanfall 2, I didn't really play it that much, so... That gives me kind of impetus to go back and take a look at that as well. So, and then uh, I know you want—I know you keep wanting me to play it, but I just—I don't know—I just can't. I don't like, you know, um, what you want to call it. So I think about it and I want to, but it's just like, ugh, so. Well, I mean, I heard it has a really good first um, um, single-player campaign, so I think I'm the campaign is great. Yeah. If for nothing. Oh, more you're playing than- it, Kev. No, I played it. I played, played it. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Apex Legends. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, no, no. Well, I, I watched Joe play it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I watched it, but, but yeah, no, I, I didn't play it. Yeah, do you, you're not, you're not feeling it either, Kev. Um, no, because I can't stand Battle Royale. Um, <laughs> but it's a game that I wouldn't mind like watching. Uh, for whatever reason, the game seems to be more entertaining to watch than to play, at least for me. Oh. Like, like Fortnite, I want nothing to do with Fortnite. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to play it. I, don't, I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, Apex Legends is, it looks pretty, and and it's fun to watch. Like, uh, seeing how the different teams, you know, how they work from, what is it, 14 14 squads down to two and watching them battle it out or whatever it is. Uh, watching that is probably very entertaining to watch that being done on a, uh, at a high level. And I, and I enjoyed watching the, uh, watching the kill cams of the folks that, that, that uh, were doing in everybody else. So, I mean, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. But I had, playthrough i wound up uh we were just watching whoever killed me and then watching them get killed and after that yeah uh, seeing who won the round i was in so that was interesting but i i'm not going to be playing that okay yeah, me either. so what else you been playing joe 
Uh, other than that, Dragon Quest Eight. I'm still the, my slowest playthrough of an RPG ever in the history of mankind. So that's pretty much it. Well, you know and what? You, nothing can. No one can ever, you know, can accuse you of, of not sticking to something. You know. Oh, for sure. It's just uh, there's some other 3DS RPGs I want to actually play. So it's like uh, I might have to find some time besides uh, playing at work. To find some time for my portable gaming on there, and I, you know, would you would you want to would you would it work if you were to like hook it up to your to your living room TV and do it that way? In a way, I think it would, but I know because I was thinking about doing that. Like I was thinking about like I was actually thinking about looking into that and actually finding out how to you know hook it up to our um to the um uh the front TV and actually looking at it and, and playing it that way, you know, what was that? The, the, the Nintendo connect or whatever, what was that? Didn't they have something? Didn't Nintendo have something like that? Is it Nintendo TV or something like that? What was the name? Well, you talk about what the super game boy or you, what are you talking about? What do you think? There was, was it? Cause wasn't there a thing that you could do? I'm, I'm really throwing it out there. And if you're, and if you know, in the, in the comments, you know, uh, let us know. Um, I mean, there's but, a way to modify your 3DS to. No, but wasn't there? But wasn't there something like if you wanted to like stream or something? No, I'm sorry. This was this was a PlayStation thing. There was a PlayStation where you could hook up your your Vita or one of your things. PlayStation like, TV. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, that was that's what it was. It was PlayStation TV, not PlayStation, not not um, Nintendo TV. Sorry, it was PlayStation TV. Sorry, I for some reason like I got the the things mixed up. So, oh yeah, no. one. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. No worries. But yeah, you know, I just gotta find better time to play 3DS because you know, 15 minutes at work's not cutting it. So. No. <laughs> Either I'm gonna go like roost at Starbucks and play, and you know, so if any single ladies come in, of course, 3ds. That's an instant conversation starter. Hey, going, hey, hey, look, look I'm, playing, I'm playing Mario. Look, hey, Pokemon. Let's trade some Pokemon, eh? Yeah, he's a keeper, ladies. Super smooth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't accuse me. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to pick up on kids. Thank you. So. <laughs> So what else you been playing, buddy? Or is that it? That is it. That is it. Other that, the game of life that's been playing. Game of life. And that's game of life. Ugh. By Milton Bradley. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, as as for me, I've been playing a couple the the same games, the the betas that the two of you have been playing. We're going to get into that later. Uh, let's see. The elephant in the room. Crackdown three. Um, um, I went on ahead and picked up the Games Pass. What well, I think it was a month for $2, and they give you an extra month or something like that. Uh, downloaded it, tried it. Uh, the game's trash, in my opinion. It, it, I, I know everybody's beating it up, but I think people are beating the game up for the wrong reasons. Um, too many people are trying to compare it to, like, you know, PlayStation exclusives, and and that's the wrong comparison. The comparison that they should be using is comparing the game to the first Crackdown. And this game does not play nearly as well as the first Crackdown. Um, My character was glitching, climbing up buildings that he should have been able to climb up. Grabbing ledges that where he would be, he would grab the ledges and just for no reason, just the 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 hit detection just just disappeared, and he would let go 
and then you hit the jump button again to jump back onto the ledge and then you can shimmy and do whatever whatever else you needed to do um lag button the lag in the melee actions was just ridiculous and i know that that there's a you know well you got to collect the orbs in order to improve your skills yeah i understand that but there the the lag between the melee button and the time that your character actually does something it was just is just ridiculous i i i wish i would have used a a a stopwatch to time it um it, it the the game was just bad um in, in my opinion all the way around i played through all the way through the the opening tutorial meaning it takes you through the first boss uh i played it on the hardest level available to me uh got to the first boss beat him and that's when the rest of the city opens up uh for you uh and as you play bosses you know hey you can go and take on this boss hey you can go and take on that boss i i I ran around the city for a little bit just doing random miscellaneous things and my experience didn't improve from that point at all. It 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 just you know, you can select Terry Crews and you'll occasionally hear him say, Yeah, yeah you know Really? Yeah, he'll he'll do his you'll hear his Terry Crews thing. The only thing they used him for was the intro of the game and you know that's it, you know. Other than than a random booyah or something like that, or you know, whatever, whatever Terry Crewsisms he spouts out during the Terry play. Terry Crewsisms. That's funny. Um, that's all there. That there. That's all there was. I mean, there's no campaign built around him. There's using Terry Crews is just like using any of the other default agents that are that are available to you when you play the do the campaign. Um, I didn't even waste my time with the multiplayer. Um, that that just like that just looked like a hot mess to me. I was like, I ain't even gonna try and play that. But the 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 campaign was just uh, the game was is just not good. Um, and of course, you know, folks, well, you know, it's on Game Pass. Only cost you a dollar or two dollars if you if you're can get in on that promotion i'm sorry that's not an excuse for a bad game uh the fact that oh it's only on game pass and you're playing it quote unquote for free which you're really not because whether you're part of the promo or you're a, a long time um subscriber to game pass you are paying for the service and therefore paying for the game um, that's not an excuse for mediocrity, or I wouldn't even say this game is mediocre. It's just bad. Um, and 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 I hope that this isn't like the default, you know, reason for you know piss poor Microsoft games. You know, well, it's only it's on Game Pass. Hey, what do you expect? Uh, that can't that that can't be it, Chief. Uh, need to do better. Um compared to how this game was promoted on stage events. Like I'm thinking, I think it was GDC from 2015 or 2016 where they did that uh, stage display talking about the multiplayer uh, destruction 
and what they were working for. And yeah, I know it's been through multiple developers and, and whatnot, but this is the problem that Microsoft needs to fix. And hopefully with the acquisition of all these studios, uh, they'll begin to put the proper time to let their IPs uh, develop and be as best as they can be. Because this game uh, should have been given the, the proper amount of time to get closer to the original vision. And it it's obvious that that was not the case. I mean, but it seemed like it had a ton of time, though, didn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It had a ton of time. But, you know, multiple developers, I forget who started the de- development. The original Crackdown developers kicked it off. And then something happened between them and Microsoft. And they put Sumo Digital on the project. And then the guy, one of the guys that was in, was in, uh, uh, developed the game left. I mean, it was just like a whole bunch. It's been in development, not development hell necessarily, just de- development purgatory. And if for whatever reason, the the original vision for the game just was not even close to realized. I mean, and folks can say, well, it's been just doing something that hasn't been done before, you know, cloud-based destruction. Okay, I, I suggest you play... Uh, uh, um, uh, what what was that? Um, Red Faction Guerrilla, an Xbox 360 game from what 2005, 2006, whenever that game came out. The destruction in that game is leaps and bounds above what goes on in Crackdown Three, and that That's had sad. no cloud develop- development whatsoever. It was all done natively, and and it, it's just it's just bad. And like I said, I'm not comparing it to anything that PlayStation's doing. I'm not comparing it to anything that Nintendo's doing in their first party, uh, their respective first party spaces. This is just in comparison to Crackdown One, and it doesn't even measure up to that. So, you played it right, Joe. What did you think about it, real quick? I didn't play it actually. I just downloaded oh. it, so I haven't. Oh, you played it already? No, no. I've been eager to play it, but not eager enough, to, obviously, to fire it up. So I have it installed both on my PC and also on my Xbox One on there. I know I've been listening to other people's responses or like the impressions of the game, and I know they said that the uh, worst part of the game is the beginning portion. After you start getting more agility orbs, it, it kind of feels a little bit better as far as the execution of the game. I don't know if you're going to go back and play it at all, Kevin. Nope. On that, you know, even the people that have talked good about the game said that it's a bad game, but it's fun. And that it doesn't need to be like a 10, 10 out of 10, like, you know, award-winning game per se to still be a fun video game, you know, so... So, I'm going to... when I When I do play it, I'm going to kind of... Not hold such high expectations out of it. I love the first two games, though. I mean, I even enjoyed Crackdown 2. So, you know, I finished a single-player campaign with Crackdown 2, believe it or not. So, so uh, I've been a big fan of the series. And so, kind of surprised I haven't, like, fired it up right away. But uh, I'll give it a shot before we record our next episode and let you guys know what I think about it. So, Please do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but... I mean, the people that say, well, it doesn't have to be a 10 out of 10, I, they're they're thinking PlayStation. 
and 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 making those comparisons. I mean, you can tell that when they say stuff like that. But it was when it's like at least for me, and you know, hopefully you're a bigger crackdown fan than I. I mean, I like the first one. I didn't like the second one. Um I don't think this one measured up measures up to the first one in, in in any way in any way shape or form. But you play it, and hopefully you'll have a different a different viewpoint as a crackdown fan. Uh, you'll have maybe you'll have a viewpoint that I don't have. But uh, for me, I this so this game was trash delicious. I'm, I'm I'm sorry, but um, what isn't trash delicious but is very weebalicious and is a true evolution of the series is God Eater 3. My goodness. Um, I've been a big fan of God Eater, of the God Eater series from the, the first one. Uh, played it on PSP originally, then bought the remake on PS4. Uh, played some of God Eater 2, but I, I stepped away from it uh, for Destiny, Destiny Madness uh, and never went back to it. But I've been playing a lot of God Eater 3, and I really like this game. And the reason why I say it's a, uh, a, a weebalicious evolution of the series is that for the first two, um, there's been a bit, there was a big emphasis on your bullets and the ammo that you forged. Like, you can look up YouTube videos um about on the first two games and you can find um ammo recipes that in some ways break the game i mean your people are finding ammo recipes that uh, you'll kill a boss in like four or five hits you know that type of thing because there's so many so much variety and so much you can do um so many after effects that you're that you can set your your ammo to uh, exhibit on either your enemies or or your uh, crew that you run with, because there's healing ammo that you can shoot at your your squad mates. But this game for three, the focus has been turned more toward the melee, and that focus is in your burst art. So when you do a when you do a devour, and it, the long and short of it is that you're these you're these soldiers. It's like a post-apocalyptic world. There's these animals called aragami that vary in size from you know something about as big as a as a baby elephant to uh, a skyscraper <laughs> uh, that have all but destroyed humanity. And you've got these people that call that have been called god eaters. That have uh, cells from these enemies called the the aragami. That's what the creatures are, and that if their bodies resonate with it, they can control these weapons uh, that basically utilize aragami cells by biting chunks of them off and incorporating that into the weapon and utilizing certain uh, buffs and bonuses that you can use to destroy the enemy. So. What they've done with burst arts is that different burst arts uh, exude a, a different effect. Like you can have an aerial burst art that can that will allow you to hit uh, an aragami multiple times in the air, which is effective against large ones or aerial aragami. And you can have a, a burst art that will 
magnify your ground-based attacks. And then you had there's another burst art that magnifies your what they call your step or your dodge attack. So you can sidestep and dodge an attack and then immediately counter uh, using, using that ability. And when you activate it by devouring a piece uh, from an enemy, uh, activate your burst art. All of your burst arts are then active for the amount of time that uh, you're in that you're in that uh, uh, attack mode, and it really opens up uh, the the combat in this game in a way that didn't exist in the first two. Like um, if you get like for what I like, for, I'm I'm fighting an enemy now. I forget what it's called, but it's it looks kind of like a giant disco ball. <laughs> for lack of a better word, is it's kind of an interesting design. There's some weird looking stuff that you that you fight in this game, um, and it, it its weakness to is to divine. So I have a weapon that that does divine damage. So like you, when my burst starts activate, this shield that it puts up that normally would like push me back or push my group back. If I do enough damage as the shield is building up, that shield will break and will put the monster into a, a, a dizzied or faded state. And then it'll collapse, and then the group can then do additional damage to it. So uh, that type of thing that, go, that goes on in, in, in God Eater 3, it, while those things, uh, weaknesses could be exploited in 1 and 2, I don't think they were as prominent in 3. Like you can see the weak points on some of the larger enemies. And if you attack with a weapon that is geared to do that specific damage uh, and you've got your Oracle cells working, you know, you're you're in burst mode, uh, you really pile on the damage. Um, and it, it's it's just it's just a fantastic game it is you know story wise it's got it's got a god eater story you know it's weebalicious so so all I of the so, all, i mean is it bad being weebalicious no no i look i look at it at that that's just my lane i like i'm a weeb i i like japanese oriented anime style games so it's like you know all the dudes look like variants of super saiyans and uh all the all the chicks run around half dressed with some of them over oversized breast sizes so i mean that that's just what you're going to get in a god eater game so if you go in with that okay this is understanding this is what i'm going to get then then you're not expecting witcher 3 <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know. Uh, have you been playing a lot of multiplayer or mainly it's all single player? I've, I've been jumping into the single player. The single player has just been uh, where it's at for me because as you play the, the single player, you can build the abilities of the people that you put in your crew. Like, um, and those, though, you can have different characters specialize in different things. Like, I've got one guy that's my ranged attack guy. So, all of his uh, buffs are going to affect his gun because a he he prefers using the gun than the melee than than his hand to hand uh, god arc anyway. So I just focus all of the skills and attach to him uh, anything that has to do with range attacks. So he's good at uh, shooting 
healing ammo. He's good at uh, countering the Aragami on the fly with weaknesses, with with the, with their default weaknesses. So if I'm fighting something that's weak to frost, then he's got that frost ammo, so he can you know be working on the weakness from at range while the other three of us are up close and doing damage and. You know, I got one character that's my tank dude. He go, he's got high health and high dexterity, so he doesn't get tired easily. So he's just in there wailing on stuff up close, just you know, just like I am. And I've got that other character who's kind of like that mid-range person. So you know, I got her coming in, hitting a little bit, then she'll step step away, set traps, do all that kind of stuff. So you can like set the skills of your AI characters to do different things. And so far that's worked out really well. Um, and I mean, there's like a couple of enemies that have given me uh, the blues, but nine times out of 10, I just go back to my, um, <clears throat> Uh, my loadout uh, screen and it's like oh okay well I, I didn't have the right weapon or you know like the two weapons that I use right now are the buster sword which is like this heavy blade and it's not as slow as it uh, to me it's not as slow as it was in the first two games it's not as fast as the long blade definitely not as fast as the knife but it it's you know, it's faster than it was in the previous two games. And they have this new weapon called the Heavy Moon, which is basically kind of like their version of the um, uh, the Blade Axe from Monster Hunter, which is just that sword and shield. Yeah, the Switch Axe, yeah. Switch, yeah. Well, it's not the Switch Axe. The Switch not, Axe is that. Oh, is that, you're, you're, yeah, I, I'm probably using the wrong name, but the Switch Axe is that it, it goes from a sword to an axe but they have, they have this other weapon that is a sword and shield but you combine the two in monster hunter and it becomes this big old giant axe that you can swing around real slow but they have this weapon called heavy moon which is uh like a bladed kind of like the kind of like the um uh the like the uh, reaper blade but it's just like this half moon shape Almost like that Klingon weapon from the, if those of you that remember uh, Star Trek, uh, that that thing that Worf fought with the when he killed the uh, he killed the mother of his he killed the uh, the killer. Yeah, of, talking, of I can't remember the name of it either. Yeah, the, uh, it kind of looks bee. like that, but it's huge. It's like it's like bigger than the person that's carrying it, but it has that that moon what they call the the heavy moon form. And it can go into what they call this axe form by po- by holding down the a certain attack buttons. It'll go into an axe mode, and it's much slower, but it does crazy damage. Like it's got one one attack where, especially if you're in burst mode, uh, and I, I know I'm going all weeb on on this right now, so my apologies <laughs> to our listeners who are like, I have no idea what he's talking about. But uh, don't apologize, man. <laughs> Do your thing. Do your thing. Uh, I, I almost, in a way, don't like you using the word "we" because to me, it's like I think it's a detriment. It's not a. Uh, oh, I don't. I, I, I'm. I, I'm. I'm looking at it. I, I've just taken a negative and just using it as a positive. That that, that that's all I'm doing. So, okay. uh, what I call myself a we, I in no in no way, shape, or form use it as a as a derogatory term toward myself. I'm just 
taking what what general uh, mainstream gaming or mainstream entertainment has labeled and just kind of throwing it back in their face. That you know, that's just what I'm doing with it. But with the heavy moon, if you hold down the um, uh, certain attack buttons, you, it'll go into axe form, and then when you release it. As it hits an aragami, if you keep tapping that same attack button, it it just turns into like this saw blade of death that just chews through everything. And if you've got that thing, if you if you land that attack on a weak point, uh, uh for a on a, an element, and you and that that uh, heavy moon is that same element that that aragami is weak to, it's just like instant death <laughs> almost because i've done that a couple of times like i have just like collapsed certain bosses because i just got that that heavy saw blade attack in on a weak point with an element that that aragami is weak to and it's just it when you get those elements all lined up together it's just it's just awesome this game has like uh that same butt rock anime rock and roll soundtrack Ooh, that the Joe's first like one it. has <laughs> and, and it, it just adds that certain element of of like coolness to the fights even if you're not fighting anything out of the ordinary necessarily it, it, it's it's just a really really good game so uh yeah so i've been i've been really uh, uh geeking out over god eater god eater 3 and of course, you know, uh, been playing a lot of <clears throat> Earth Defense Force, uh, Earth Defense Force Five, and enjoying the heck out of that. Using a lot of the Air Raider, I kind of gave up on the Fencer. I probably should go back because I haven't played the used the Fencer at all in this game. The Fencer was my guy in uh, four point one, and um, I know uh, you haven't. Uh, I was expecting you to that. use them. Yeah, I, I I really haven't messed with the fencer that much. So, and I've got a whole bunch of weapons for him. So, I probably should try out that class at some point. But uh, I've been really having a lot of fun with the air raider, and uh, you know, sitting in cruise missiles to attack yeah. attack giant walking frogs and satellite death rays <laughs> blowing up those giant pylons that spit out those giant ants. So. Uh, man, that 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 game is just a a heap of a lot of fun, and it, it it's not a looker by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. But you know, there's a lot of lot bad collision. Uh, uh, you know, you're you're gonna it's bad collision, but the game is just so much fun because the the the, the variety of enemies that you come across and the variety of weapons that you have access to. Uh, within the different classes, I mean, you can, you've got tanks and giant walkers and and walking machine guns. It's just wonderful. So uh, I I couldn't recommend those two games, God Either Three and Earth Defense Force Five, uh, any higher. But uh, that will do it for what we've been playing in our playlist. But we've got a main event this episode. Because we've all played uh, the betas and the final, I guess the final store shell versions of two of the most anticipated releases coming out this year. Uh, and we're talking about 
Anthem, and we're talking about uh, the, the Division Two. And so we, I think we all have our points of view, and we're going to talk a little bit about what Destiny 2 has in store with regards to their season pass, uh, the first of the new season, The Drifter, getting ready to drop here in, what, another week? Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. Oh, this coming week. <laughs> so we're going to get into that, and that's going to be our main event right there, so... So, Joe, did you want to uh, give us your kick things off with your experiences with uh, Division and Anthem, and kind of tell tell the folks how they compare and contrast in your experience? Well, I'm gonna riff with Desmond, of course, uh, you know, because we're all playing together in a group, and you know, I kind of let Division Two kind of linger when it was in the closed beta. I had an opportunity to play on Xbox, and I even got Desmond the code, and even we were like not enthused at that time to fire it up, and so I didn't fire it up, you know, for whatever reason. But uh, since it was free, and since it was on uh, PS4. Uh, the same platform I played the uh, Division One on on there, pretty much. I figured to give it a shot, and we uh, gave it a good try yesterday. And to me, um, it just felt good to get back to the world of the Division. You know, it's it's different uh, because it's a, obviously not based out of New York and not in the winter anymore. And so, it just it just felt good because it had that same familiarity, the same like uh, kind of gameplay. Uh, facets as far as being able to, you know, duck it in and out of cover, you know, be able to go and, uh, you know, shoot the uh, mobs that were fighting. You know, there was a particular group. I forgot the name of the group off the top of my head. The hyenas. The hyenas this time on there. But uh, after playing this and especially playing online, because I did play Division, the first Division online a little bit. I know me, you, and, and Damon played Kevin. Uh, for a bit, I knew you guys were having difficulty with the game at, at the time, or were just digging on it. Kept dying at like level six, level seven. On yeah, that. yeah. And uh, you know, I played with Desmond and uh, um, his friend Andrew, or my friend Andrew as well. And I think we were playing for a little bit on there, but mainly for the most part, I would say ninety-five percent. I played that game solo, and I just beat the main campaign kind of put the game away after that at that point did not play a lot of dark zone and remember one dark zone i played uh just on the lark with a couple of randoms and was getting like great loot and these two hawaiian guys were basically helped me to get through this uh particular playthrough the dark zone i did one time and uh, i was you know i was uh, actually enjoyed what i played during that time but other times i would go in solo and just get myself killed you know so so, but um, I just enjoyed because the run we did last night, even though I know we all died at some point on there more, uh, some more than others on there, but it's just all getting used to the mechanics of everything. But yeah, I died a lot. That, that, that was that was me. <laughs> I did. I died a whole lot. Uh, you know, were you having difficulty as far as cover or were you getting surrounded and just having to take a lot of it in as far as understanding what was going on and whatnot? Um, I think most of it is just a, I kind of suck at these games anyway, you know, it's like, uh, at number two, it was weird because I, I would get to a section where I thought enemies were, were cleared out and I could see that there was some loot there and I wanted to go and grab it. And as soon as I grabbed the loot, 
oh, here comes all these other guys from these areas that I thought were cleared out, and then bang, 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 I'm dead. So that I, I that happened to me a whole lot because because I went back and and got back went back into it and played solo this afternoon, and the same thing happened happened to me. Uh, that happened when we were in in the group together. So. Gotcha. Usually with the loot, I make sure that, I mean, if it's something I could probably equip right away, there's probably a button press in the option menu to be able to equip the item without actually looking at it maybe on there. But, you know, it's just like Destiny and other games of that kind where it's all real time. So there's no way to pause to go in and re, you know, put your gear on and respec up. You got to kind of have to. You know, if you're going to do it, be quick about it. And then that's hard because, you know, you're waiting for, uh, you know, you're still learning the menu system and everything and figuring out where everything's at and how to put things on and how to equip things and so on and so forth. So I could definitely see that, you know, it's a definitely a learning curve um, on that. You know, I've, with me playing so much of the first game, it was just easy for me to go in and out when I needed to. But I did have that same occurrence happen to me too, Kevin, where... I was in the menu, uh, you know, and it will actually tell you when there's hostels in the area that you can't change gear, actually. So I knew that happened, too, at one point. So, but uh, overall, I was pretty pretty satisfied for what I saw the beta and how it played. I mean, I think it was great that we were able to do a four-player co-op mission. You know, know, Destiny's always uh, stuck on three, you know, so it's just, it's cool that we're able with, uh, us three. And then uh, of course our listener, Jason surgeon fire, uh, to be able to go in and do a run. So I'm definitely enthused about the game. I wasn't going to pick up the, um, still book with the season pass, but I am definitely, uh, going to, uh, make some time investment and play the game right away and pick it up uh, on day one. And you know, I hope you guys are going to play it with me. We'll see what, what happens, you know? So, and and not just you two. I mean, uh, us out, you know, anyone listening out there as well, on there. And I was pretty satisfied for what I saw, and uh, you know, I'm good to get back and play some more Division. Really, is my thing about the game. I don't. You know, I'll have to see later on if it's uh, really evolved from the first game. You know, one of the things I wanted to talk about because there is uh, clans in this game too. You can have a clan up to 50 people, I believe. So, damn, so, that's cool. Yeah, so it's kind of like Destiny where you're able to get a clan going. And so um, I'm definitely interested in seeing if either we could join a clan or, or even start our Gaming Vessels clan possibly as well. So we'll see. So, What did you think of it, Desmond? Uh, so, I, I mean, I liked it. It did feel good to come back to the cover base system. I do like the cover base system, um, pressing the X to move around and, you know, um, working as a squad and then doing stuff and, and pushing up and, and, and all this other stuff. It, 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 it feels good, you know, to, to do that. Um, again, it was just the beta. I thought the character models looked ugly i did not like i I really hope that there's a bit more customization when you're making your character i do like that they're wearing armor now and they actually look like soldiers that was kind of cool um uh and they took kind of like the i want to say they took the 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 quote-unquote hip element out of it uh but but it it seems it seems like it makes more sense now um with uh, what's with what's going on in the world uh there's you know the plague and all this other stuff that's happening it just it just it just makes more sense um 
I don't know. It's just I, I feel I feel hopeful for 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 this game. I feel like okay, you know, I I get what they're trying to do. It feels it feels fun. Uh, I'm here for it. Like I'm okay. I I'm I I, I can play this game um, and not have to worry about it. Um, I I thought the weapons were 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 cool. I liked the weapons. I thought the weapons looked good. I think um, the aesthetics of uh, the the aesthetics of the world looks good. It it, it does still feel a little bit. I mean, it it feels like the first division and how everything is laid out. I thought one of the things that, that the division, the first division got really well was the, uh, the visual design of the game. The visual design of the game looks great. Um, how with the, with the, with the, um, the, the, the greenish yellow light and the circle and, and the, the text and how everything pops up and the, the digital sound effects that everything makes. It, it sounds cool. Like it, it's, it sounds just futuristic enough uh, when you have your drones. I love the gadgets. That was one thing that I really enjoyed about about it because I play a supportive role. And so a lot of the, the, the gadgets that I want to do are support gadgets. So like the drone being able to, you know, um, target someone have the drone fly over to them and and heal their shield stuff like that really really made me feel good i was like oh good you know and then um uh i never okay so so when, so when the first division came out and kevin was you know talking about like the bulletproof hoodies and all this stuff like that i was like okay you know like i i, yeah, I was joking and i didn't really like i was like okay you know it's it's, it's a design thing whatever but then I started really like playing like other games, you know, who who are like who who are like shooters, like shooters. I never really was a shooter person per se. But yeah, like the, the you can you you can you know suspend your disbelief, you know, for the most part with most games, the fantasy world, yada yada yada. But there's certain things that you're just kind of like eh, that just seems silly, you know. <laughs> and so I, at first I just kind of laughed it laughed it off, but. But it was always kind of weird. So in this game, they're actually wearing armor, so it makes more sense. And and like when you snipe someone in the head and they just kind of flinch, I'm like, oh, what? But but okay. But now they're like they're wearing like helmets in this in this stuff, and I'm like, okay. So now the 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 snipers because I, I like to play a sniper, I like to play support, I like to have the back because you know we all have our kind of roles. Joe loves to run in you know, cause a ruckus, you know, and, you know, Kev's always off to the side, you know, doing his thing and I'm in the back. So, so, so we, we, we have a play style as a, as a, as a unit that we play as, and it's just, it's just interesting to see it play out, you know, and, and I'm happy that this is much more, um, I don't want to say realistic, but, but it's much more, um, grounded in, well, I guess realistic, you know, it, it's grounded a bit more in reality, you know, and, and that, and for me, I, I appreciate that. You know, it's a video game. It should, you know, you can have your fun. But, but again, I, I, I kind of like, I kind of like that. So, so the gunplay was fun. Um, the gun sound, they're, they're, they don't have as much oomph as, as um, Destiny. Yeah, thank you. As Destiny, but I think there's enough that that you can really sink your teeth into, and it feels like you're it feels like you're doing something with your with your weaponry, and I like that, you know. And again, I, I've I've always been a gadget person. I love the gadgets in the game. I love that you're able to use you're you're able to get two gadgets almost immediately and do your stuff. It just just 
I like that. So, so at first I was a little lukewarm for it. I was really super hot about the game, and then and then I got really lukewarm about it uh, towards the beginning of the year. And after playing the beta, I'm kind of like, okay. But I just hope, I just hope, and I pray that the that and, and people think this this is a small detail, but but I really hope that it um, the um, the way it looks like the, the the way people look. I really hope it looks better. I really like I really hope like I was not happy and, and I get it. This is just a beta. So so they probably have some stuff that's not all there. But I really hope that you get a little bit more with the um, with the way the characters look. <laughs> so I was like, Ugh. but other than that, I think it's I think it's fun. I, I'm, I'm going to buy it. You know, I know, you know, in this age, we're not supposed to pre-order anything. No pre-orders. You know, don't give them free money. But but I'm probably going to pre-order it. Um, oh, or or, or pick yeah. it up. You know, for those of you out there that do have Gamer Club Unlock at Best Buy, still it's uh, they are, Best Buy is giving out ten dollars in rewards uh, for the game on that, so you're able to get a ten dollar certificate on top of your discount. So really, out of pocket, it should only cost you after everything is said and done, like you know, thirty seven ninety nine on there. Also, I believe uh, GameStop is doing a uh, five dollar. Um, $5 credit as well. Plus there's a 20% trade boost if you trade towards the game as well. So that's something to keep in mind just in case you have some spare games to trade in or whatnot. So, and I honestly have to believe like I, and I, I really feel, you know, I really kind of feel bad for this, but, but I'm, I'm much more like, I'm much more super excited about this to, than I than I than I am for Anthem now. Uh, you know, we can segue into Anthem if you would like, or we can continue, or we can talk, or we can do something else. But oh, but, what's what's your impressions, Kevin, about the division? I know we talked a little bit uh, about. I'm sorry, Kev. No, <laughs> it's okay. But uh, I I want to hear like uh, from you, Des, how how you think the two compare and contrast, and why you don't feel that. Uh, uh, Anthem kind of measures up to what Division 2 is doing for you as well. But uh, my experience with it, uh, didn't like the first one for the reasons already stated. And going into the second one, um, I like it better. But I I don't know. It's just like these are like two games. You know, Anthem and Division are just two games that the there there's like a lot of discussion about you know in gaming community different gaming communities in in the social media spaces and i'm just not overly excited about about any of them you know about either one of them i mean i mean division 2 is cool it's better than the first one it it's i can i don't have bulletproof hoodies to to break my brain anymore but at at the end of the day, I'm still a a soldier dude running around shooting other soldier dudes, and I don't know if maybe I'm just getting kind of tired of that mm. as a as a as a whole or or what the deal is. It's just not, mm. you know. I'm fighting a bunch of dudes with, now. They're wearing gas masks. I'm, I'm for, for whatever reason the people that I was fighting today. We're all in gas masks. So you've got the gas mask dudes that are in the kind of in the back, you know, shooting at me. And then I got the gas mask folks that are come running, charging me, wailing hatchets and 
other hand tools at me. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, that's not as dude bros call of duty though. Right. I'm no, I mean, it, I mean, this has nothing to do not. with being dude, bro. This has nothing to do with being dude, bro. It's, what I'm doing in the game, I'm still I'm still playing soldier, and I don't know if maybe I'm just getting weary of playing soldier or or what. Um, it, I don't know. It, it, it's it's like this and and anthem were just kind of meh. You know, this one I, I liked. I'll be honest. I, I'm with I'm I'm with you, Des. I like the division two. More than Anthem, uh, you know, having you know my experience with the beta, uh, with Anthem, and my experience with uh, Division Two, um, I'm not buying Anthem at all. Um, if I do buy Division Two, it would only just be to play with you guys and members of the community if they want to play. I, I I don't see myself going into Division Two. And playing it solo at all, it, it 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 just doesn't. Whereas Destiny, I can play I can play Destiny solo with people without people, no problem. Uh, Division two, it it it's just playing it playing it solo. It just it just felt like okay, I'm running down this alleyway. Oh, here's something I can loot. Oh, oh here's some fo- here's some guys I engage. I either clear the area or I get I get uh, swarmed. I get flanked by and it and, and, and you know from a place where gee I I thought I killed everybody out there and now I got five six other guys coming shooting at me from the place I just was you know and I'm dead and I have to respawn. It's like I I don't know. <laughs> it's just. No. You know, it, 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 it is what it is, and it could be a combination of just just soldier fatigue, digital soldier fatigue. It could be the <laughs> fact that this isn't a genre that normally holds my attention anyway. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I'm not even really comparing it to the first division because I, I just – I have no I had no interest in the first division after me and uh my homie Damon played the the beta. Uh but if I do get this game, it will only just to be to be to play with with folks in in a group. Mm. I'm I'm not going to play this game solo at all and I I just have to make the decision is if is is that worth spending money to 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 buy a game is is if if nobody else is around to play it's just going to sit there <laughs> and again you know like I said before that's real you know that's 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 real you know why why you yeah, know, yeah you know and and that's you know that that's some some you know a question that that only I can answer uh, <laughs> you know for for my own purchasing my own purchasing decisions but it, it's just it's just weird it's like a, a, going into Anthem I was expecting to love the heck out of this game mm. but playing the beta it was just very very meh and you know and like I said I I think I got spoiled with Destiny and and Destiny has a crap ton of faults that we've all gone over and and spoken on ad nauseum 
But at the end of the day, Destiny is a shooter first and a looter second. And I just didn't get that just didn't get that feeling from from Anthem, uh, you know. And The Division 2 is a better game, plays better, you know, in 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 my opinion, the you know, there seems it looks like there's going to be some some additional enemy diversity, you know, not just fighting the same goons over and over and over again. Uh, based on some of the stage shows, stage presentations that I've seen, you know, leading up to to what we have with the beta, you know, from E3s prior. So that that's interesting, but you know, I I don't I did not have enough fun. It's like, well, am could I play this game solo and have a blast doing it? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's going to have to be a game that I play with a group of people. So that that was my that was my experience with the Division Two beta. Now, uh, so, so just to move on a little bit regarding that um, and how it shapes up to Anthem. Um, I mean, are they different games? Yes. But are they trying to do the same thing? I would say yes. And I think it's just I, I think what a lot of what what what's happening um to compare them i i i think that um i'm trying to word this carefully <laughs> i think that the division as a whole I, it has a head start um than anthem because it's number 2 um and they are able to adjust from the mistakes that they made from the first time that they 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 made this they made that game so so they have they have a they have a head start you know with anthem and i think anthem being from bioware i think and it might be them it might be um uh their publisher but everyone's chasing this um this uh service dollar yeah yeah this this service model right now and it's like it's like they don't want them to make games to make games they want make they want them to make games for for uh for uh, as a service you know and and i was thinking about this you know about the games as a service model you know and if and if one it's the wave of the future and two is that a bad thing and and i'm thinking well this is sort of how it was it's been trying to go for a while um, because if you look at sports games and please in the comments, you know, chime in on this conversation uh, about, about this, as what we're talking about, please just send us feedback. Let us know vessel line, you know, send us an email. But, but for me, you know, how is this different from, from like Madden 2000, Madden 2001, Madden 2002, FIFA 11, FIFA 12, like all that stuff, all those, all those were technically games as a service. It's just, you're just buying that game every year when it comes out, you know, and they're having to press these discs and they're having to, to, to do all this stuff, but literally you're buying the same game with little tweaks here and there and a different roster. What's stopping them from just selling you Madden football? title it like that and every year that you download a roster a new roster 
you know, and you get a little bit of updates to the to the to, to the, they, they, they put in a patch, they put in a couple of things and every couple of years you might have to buy a new disc. But but other than that, you literally just download, you know, the, the new teams or after the hot trades or stuff like that, you know, and it seems like, you know, that is what they're trying to do, but they're doing it with, with, with these shooters. And I'm like, okay, so, so basically what's happening is, 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 is they spoon feed you little by little this stuff. And, and when you make, when you make a game company like, you know, Bethesda or, um, uh, Bioware, there's other places when you make these traditional, you know, studios that have made, you know, traditional single player games and they have to adjust to this model, whether they are, you know, capitalists or, or, or they, or they need to have a float or they need to do this stuff or whatever, whatever's driving this trend. Um, I, I think some people are better at it than others. And Anthem shows that, that you just, that some studios just, just can't do it successfully. You know, I, I think they tried too hard to marry um, this, this traditional bioware kind of idea with this with this new model and it's not working like like and 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 they're having this weird growing pains and this is why you know the game the games the the, the game's not terrible but it is a buggy mess and and it annoys me to no end that that we're having to deal with this as consumers it's like i feel like like what's going on guys you know it, it and like like and and I would love to hear from like you know creators it's like why 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 are you doing this it's like what like like and if it's as simple as the money that's fine you know but at least put out a product that you can stand by and and that you're not doing you know you know patches left and right and it's just like you know and I'm and I'm I'm a fairly forgiving person you know and I can put up with a lot of bullshit but but like I really, I really wanted to like Anthem. I really wanted to, like, you know, the like, who wouldn't want to be Iron Man or have that power fantasy of 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 getting into a mech and flying around? And there are certain aspects of the game that is great. The flying is great. The movement is 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 stellar. The world looks good. It's although it's barren, um, but but just the, like like the story is superficial. You know, they didn't talk about how to do the combo systems. You know, there's a little bit of a, I just like, I'm just sad. I'm sad. I'm more sad than, 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 than ever that this is, this is where it looks like games are going. I would, I would be okay with a games as a service model if it actually worked or, or, or if they actually believed in it, if they actually, you know, put their money where their mouth is and actually gave us gave us something that 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 didn't feel like like this half-assed thing you know that's that that, that's what i like that that's that's what i think is really sad personally is that is that what we're getting is just crap and it's like it 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 seems to be it's just so unnecessary it's like it's like why does it have to be like this you know and and is it is it our fault as consumers because we buy it like like is 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 this our just desserts because because we just can't say no or 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 or, or that we or or that we pre-order games and like 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 wh- what is the cause of this like is is pressing discs becoming too expensive you know is 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 this ease like I, I I just don't know where it's coming from where 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 
uh, a studio like Bethesda and a studio like, you know, Bioware, who has made these fantastic, you know, single player games, you know, feels the need to do this. Like what, like, are, are they chasing that? Are they chasing that dollars? Like, I don't think I'm a naive person, you know, but please let, like, I'm just like, why? Like, what, why, you know, like, because they can't be sitting in their in their in their in their offices thinking that this is a good thing and like and like oh you know we 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 set out to make this you know this this game and it's and it's shit you know like like I, I I'm just I'm just sad you know at, at this point because like because like and and when I play games like that when I play games like Anthem and I play games like The Division. You know, and and they don't seem like they're doing anything worthwhile. I I just I just feel sad about it, you know, and 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 it and it makes me sad even more because if this is the the state of a triple A game, a triple A um game multiplayer game space, if this is the state of triple triple A multiplayer game space for shooters, then I'm sad about that, you oh, know, because is... I just want to play with you guys. But if the game's terrible, the mechanics suck, you know, we keep like, I, I just don't. And then and then the talk about like Anthem, you know, like the javelins look good. That's fine. But have you noticed the weapons look terrible? Like what are who, who those weapon designs are horrible. Like, I, I don't know. Like they don't look good. Yeah. Like I mean, and, and I know Destiny I'm not... spoiled you, bro. Yes. Destiny, Destiny weapon... spoiled you. Say what you will about the game. You know the difference between an ace of spades and a last word. Yeah. You know the difference between a Midas multi-tool and a long, far gone, whatever, whatever you know, any other uh, scout rifle in the game. Any class of weapon, you know the difference. You can feel it. You can yeah. see it. It's there. You know the difference between the weapons that you have. And particularly in in Destiny One and uh, Core Destiny Two, the weapon designs were off the chain. Yeah, they were off the chain. They were dope as all get out. It's like I mean, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of I'm kind of a a a two way guy, and so I'm looking at 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 YouTube videos. There are cats spending hard-earned money making their ARs look like weapons from Destiny. Yeah, that says something okay, right there. That tells you something right there. When 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 cats want to go to the range uh, with 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 a winter wolf, and they're and they're putting forth their their hard-earned money to make their ARs look like look like that. And I think that's a testimony to the level of design that went into that series. And it's just not present with these two games that, that we're talking no. about right now. Well, so well, it, I, I think it's, I think it's, I think one thing that, that, that I has that, that, uh, that, that um, division has going for it is it's, is, is it's gadgets and how, and how the gadget and how, and how it's designed. I think, and I think that that's one thing that Anthem doesn't have is the, the division in its, its, its presentation looks good like like when when i click into the menu and i see how everything is set up i like the ui i like that way it looks and i'm like okay this looks it, it looks just just enough futuristic to be to be interesting to me and i, I love i love 
the way the design looks on that, you know, but again, you're, you're completely right. The, you know, destiny, you know, you can call whatever you, you can say whatever you want about that game, but that, that that game, you know, that it, it has formed a lot of people's opinions of what of what multiplayer's shooters should be, you know, and, and that's why people call like on YouTube and everything, is this the new Destiny killer? Like if, if if people would be saying that shit if Destiny wasn't was wasn't like high up on people's lists, you know. People talk a lot of shit about that game, you know, but but it's still, you know, the the one you gotta you gotta mess with in order in, in order to get some, you know, in, in order to, you know, mean something to somebody, you know, and I'm just, I don't know. We said a lot, Joe, what do you, what do you have to add to this conversation? But I know you got a lot of stuff to say. Yeah. I've been kind of just uh raring to go in the background. One thing, don't pigeonhole division with Anthem to me. You don't want to put these two games together. I think Why division not, has a lot more. No. Cause you know, you say with these two other games, I, I think, Division could stand with Destiny. It's just I know the the plot and the motif of the game might not be for some. I know that Kevin. I know you're thinking that this game's another like you know a modern day shooter, and I do understand the motif on that. But uh, I think Anthem mechanic wise is just um, right now. I love love the javelins. I love roaming in the world on there. The guns they're like uh, paper mache on there. So. <laughs> and uh you know I, I feel like i equipped an assault rifle the other day for the first time with my uh ranger and it seemed like oh my god this thing sucks it just it seems like i'm shooting with a damn spit gun it's like i'm sh- shooting spit wads that's what it felt like to me so <laughs> on it you know and i don't just, mean to laugh but that's true like that's a really good analogy buddy <laughs> Right now, Anthem, I mean, I played multiplayer with you. I have not played the game single player. In fact, uh, when when you came over, Kevin, yesterday, that was the first time I fired the game up, the actual proper game up, just by myself on there. So I've been looking at it more like you, you're talking about, oh, I'm going to play Division 2 just with you guys multiplayer. Um, just seems like there was nothing for me to draw me into the world so far, and I need to get a little bit more... F- oriented with it but i am definitely disappointed with it right now i think um other people's impressions and kind of what i've seen is that there's not a lot of different uh um like uh, skirmishes there's like four different types you know it's like you know you see enemies out in the world or you're grabbing these orbs up in the air or there's like four different types and that's it as far as uh uh different uh like uh, gameplay types in the world. It seems like all the missions seem kind of samey on there from what I've played so far. And I think you could probably attest to that too, right, Desmond? Yeah. That's what's pro- that's that's the problem. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you have the... What's what's the um, big missions? I forget what they're called formally on there as far as there's four of them. They're kind of like strikes. In oh, Destiny. strongholds. Strongholds, yeah. But there's like... Oh, you're talking about contracts, legendary contracts? Yeah, it's just like it seems like there's nothing and there's not a lot to do in the game so far. And I think EA really should have held this thing back. But EA being EA, of course, you know, um, you know, you've heard me rant against Electronic Arts before. And it's just like Battlefield Five game being released prematurely, uh, releasing a Battle Royale game, Apex Legends, around the same time that Battlefield Five's <laughs> um, Battle Royale mode is going to be, you know, coming out in the spring, of course. 
on there. You know, of course, Apex Legends coming out this month, the same month as Anthem, and taking all the wind out of their sails, you know. And I know they wanted to get this game out, but after everyone's impressions came up online as far as, uh, you know, people are playing on Twitch and whatnot, um, I had talked to my uh, manager friend at GameStop, and uh, basically he said his numbers were hurting because of the fact that so many people that pre-ordered Anthem went and canceled it. It was affecting their numbers on there, so... So that was how bad. I mean, they were basically just, um, they were pretty much knew that they weren't going to make their uh, weekly pre-orders, even though they, if anyone came in there and pre-ordered games at the Yay Yay, pretty much because of the fact that everyone was so disappointed with what they saw of Anthem in the beta on there. I mean, there's plenty of people out there like you, Kevin, that as soon as they saw that uh, beta and how bad it was on there, (laughs) uh, you know. And do you feel disappointment as far as having to cancel your pre-order in this year? I knew you were looking forward to this one, right? I was looking forward to Anthem. You know, like like I said, you know, like we've all said, you know, who doesn't want to be Iron Man, you know, uh, and fly around it or fly, fly around in a mech suit? Now, I mean, you know, mechs is kind of in my mm-hmm. in my wheelhouse when it comes to gaming themes, right? Yeah. But w- what I found in the beta and just watching you play, like when you fought that Titan, yeah, I was flying it was there. just it just looked like a a great big bullet sponge. Yeah, I was doing a world event by myself. I was fighting a Titan on there, and so I had no other people that I instanced in with on there fighting with me. So literally I was just sitting there for five, I think up to 10 minutes, just sitting there and just bang, 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 just ending my clips, doing my special, you know, and having to grind the thing down on there. You know, usually, you know, thing too, it's like, you know, you got these audio cues usually in destiny where, you know, like, Hey, there's this, uh, uh, public event coming up, you know, so on and so forth. You know, you don't get these audio cues with Anthem, you know, um, I know the other night we're playing multiplayer, me, Desmond, and a few <laughs> other people. I know that someone, you know, pretty much died, and there's no audio cue to, to indicate, hey, you know, Guardian down, or, you know, like, you know, Javelin down, or something like that. You say so, Guardian down. <laughs> you know, in Destiny, it says Guardian down. You know, I didn't know you were you were dead. It's like, I'm not getting the audio cues. And he's like, he was like, doesn't worry, you know, like I'm dead. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like you know, I don't, I didn't know if he died or not, you know. Yeah, this guy ran over and rezzed me, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I was expecting more for from Anthem, and and then and it's very hard. Like it's so hard right now to say, you know, to say, oh, just wait, you know, just wait. It'll 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 be good. It'll be awesome, you know. Yeah, I mean, I could know like, that this game might be great six months down the road, but the thing about it, it's six months down the road, it should have came out six months later than coming out now. But again, and, but again, is that is that is that you know Destiny's fault for for you know for for kind of you know one of the people that 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 has done that you know is it is it Destiny's fault you know for 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 saying. You know, oh, don't worry, it'll get better. You know, don't worry. You know, we 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 got you covered. Don't worry. I know, yeah. but the thing it's about EA can support something like this, but at the same time, it's like how are they going to get people to come back six months later? It's like you know, there's other games to play, there's other things to do on there, and then hearing them in their investors call saying they expect to sell 5.5 million copies of this game by the end of March. Um, I don't think so, Buster. <laughs> <Hang clapping. laughs> I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah, talked yeah. about it last episode, I think. Yeah, no, that ain't gonna happen. Good. Yeah. 
but but you know one thing um you know des you were talking about you know why this is the model um the I I really don't I really don't I really don't have a have an answer. Number one, I'm not an in I don't work in the industry. I'm not an industry insider. I don't have industry connections. So everything I would just be saying, I'm just pulling out of my tuchus and and just thinking about it from a consumer standpoint. But 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 here's the deal: when we're talking about multiplayer experiences, right? Mm-hmm. We're in a market now where games are are garnering or requiring hundred plus million dollars. We're talking AAA experiences, a hundred plus million dollars in development, not even including your marketing fees, right? Mm-hmm. And developers feel the need to find a way to maximize their earning potential on these games. And they feel that the way to do that is to, okay, we have this core idea. We're looking at, you know, unless it, it costs us $95 million to bring the, the core idea to market. Now, with everything we want to do, we're looking at a $110, $120 million investment. But how much do we have to spend just to get the core out there? And let's say, okay, $90 million. That's including marketing. Okay, so we throw all that out. We throw that out there, and marketing says, "Hey, we're going to need you know, uh, fifteen million, you know, on top of what you guys did." Okay, okay, so we'll just add that to the equation. So they throw out this core experience. Now they've already got invested one hundred and twenty million, right? How do we re- how do we start recuperating this? now and 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 how and show a profit by the time the last of this DLC that we're going to be running running you know hits and i think the way they're doing it is they're shortchanging the core experience even further and hoping that people just give it a chance and get by those season passes and buy those and pay those uh real world money for the fake for the for the fake digital world money and and buy the skins and buy all this other stuff so that as we roll out this additional content we will show a return on investment for our investors and the thing that sucks about that is the customer is getting shortchanged and just you know, living on the prayer that the 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 developer and the publisher are going to stand behind the product and deliver on those experiences that are going to improve the game, while still already kicking out their sixty bucks to get the core experience. And you know, we're left you know wondering, okay, how how you know why 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 is it like this? Why is it like this? I think a part of it is maybe. Because, like, you know, I think we all go back to, I know I do, go back to the roots of console gaming. You know, Pitfall was developed by one dude. Yeah. One dude. Uh, you got games out now that have that have development groups in three, 300, 400. I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey 
has like a development crew of like 600 people. And that's insane. I think maybe it's it could be the tools. You know, I, I think of what what uh you know studios like uh, oh gosh, it was what's it, it it's uh China something or other. You know, they're do, they're doing that uh, Devil May Cry like game uh, uh uh Lost Soul aside. That was one guy working on a game that looks as triple A as all get out. Uh, I played it at the at the last PlayStation experience, and maybe we ought maybe these developers and 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 the only way that that's going to happen is if we kind of close down close down our wallets and say we're not going to buy this crap anymore. Maybe it's time for these developers to go back to those tools, and as impressive and as amazing. The uh, worlds as these engines and these development tools are capable of making, maybe we need they we they need to simplify them to to a degree where you don't need a six hundred man crew to develop one game. And people are making those games too, like just like you said. Yeah, you know? and, and it's now it's going to take you a longer period of time, but again, go. Oh, Going back to your to the roots of gaming development, Pitfall was developed by one dude. I'm not saying the next Assassin's Creed has to be developed by one person, but maybe the tools need they need to start working and developing on the next generation of tools and engines that are not going to require as many people and by reduce and but somehow by reducing the number of people involved in the process, not have as drastic an effect of development time as the current crop of tools and engines have. You, you see mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, instead of 600 people, maybe you can do it with 250. Maybe you could do it with 100. You know, maybe I'm talking about triple A, quadruple A, whatever the whatever the new buzzword is for top tier gaming experiences these days. Well, I don't fault Ubisoft for putting 600 people on the game because of the fact that when they bring out games, they're polished the hell and back. So it's like and also, too, I mean, that's 600 people probably not having to do crunch. As much as other teams, you know, not having to work 18 hour days, you know, I don't want to, hell, I work eight hours a day. I don't want to work 18 hour days, you know, so. Well, is is the scope of the games too much then? Is that what's uh, going on? Well, you think if Anthem, if I think if Ubisoft did Anthem, Anthem would be in a way different state and a way better state when it, it was released, you know. I hate to say it, but he is trying to do something that ubisoft has been doing for years you know between what ghost recon you know rainbow six you know all the assassin's creed games for honor you know you got these initial games coming out and year one year two year three content coming out on there you know for honor kind of snuck in but people have been playing that game it's like um someone was pointing out on another uh, podcast i listened to they're going over the top 10 uh, play or top 20 PlayStation downloads on there, and some of the uh, For Honor downloadable content was uh, up on the top 20. And no one's talked about For Honor in like quite a bit of time on there, as far as being any game of any importance. But they've built a community 
of gamers and, you know, got that, you know, what you would say, what buzzwords or as far as, you know, as far as audience where they have constantly come back to the game and played the game, just like kind of like we do with Destiny on that. And, uh, you know, I think right now just EA and Bioware are getting beat at a game that Ubisoft is mastering as far as the uh, uh, service game, you know, as far as being able to get the, these games and, you know, keep constantly bring free content for these games to keep, for one, these games in the uh, minutia of a gamer out there not wanting to trade the game in or move on to the next game. Then from there, so, I mean... I think Ubisoft is are, are great for what they do on there. And, you know, if they need 600 people to develop a game, so be it, you know? Well, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at this from the standpoint of we're getting games that are not as polished as they should be. And we're getting it with the hopes that, well, maybe down the future, you know, the game will be what it should have been when it launched. And if maybe if the tools were such where it didn't require, you know, as many people necessarily to make a triple A, quadruple A, top tier experience. Uh, and again, Assassin's Creed is a single player game. It's not a multiplayer game. You know, it, it, it's a little bit easier to nail down the, the variances and the variety uh, and and the consistency of gameplay in a single player, you're not dealing with pings and latencies, you know, with a, a that you're going to be dealing with in a multiplayer or primarily multiplayer gaming experience, right? So there, there's there's that going with it too. But even if we're looking at at the single at the single player, but what that dude is doing with Lost Soul aside one guy you know and it's taking him forever to do it because the tools are as such that you know it just going to re- the less people you have the more time it takes i would put what he's what he's creating with lost soul aside against just about anything that ubisoft ea activision is putting out because it looks top tier and from what i played at psx 2 years ago it was top tier and that's one dude. I think the I think the thing that that like I hear what you're saying, Joe. But the problem is, and I think you know Kevin's kind of saying it is they're not like these 600 people. You know they're not they're not they're not working 600 days. They're not doing all this stuff. And again, I am not uh, uh, I am not a um, uh, a programmer or, or able to do any of that stuff. They have their abilities far exceed my own. But it's like the content that they're bringing out, like. I, I don't I don't understand. Like I just don't understand why it needs to be like that. You know, why why it needs to be like this. Because it's not it 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 just needs to be better, you know, and this and this, you know, spoon feeding this stuff out, it just doesn't seem to be like like I don't understand it. You know, it's like just just give us a game. Like give us give us a complete game, let us play it, and then add stuff, you know, later. You know, that's why that's why I like Monster Hunter or, you know, for what I played, like I played Monster Hunter and it felt like I was playing a full game. These games don't feel like full games anymore. And that's yeah, that's the problem. I understand. For me. 
You know, it's like they don't they don't feel like full games. It's like it's like I'm playing like a, a first chapter and I'm like, you know, I'm just like, be honest, you know, be honest. It's like, hey, you know, like, you know, and and, and if these 600 people, you know, are, are there and they're building these these these, um, you know, there's 600 people and they're working on these, you know, ginormous, fantastic, you know, beautiful games. You know, but we're only getting like a quarter of it because they're they they've blocked it behind paywalls, and that's what the six hundred you know people have been doing. So, you know, then that's not cool. You know, that's 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 not a good look. You know, because I'm sitting here wanting to play like a, a complete game. You know, and if you know, if I have to, like, I I just don't like that. You know, I just I, I just I, I just don't like that feeling. Like, I want to be able to play a game you know, as it was intended and I have to wait for, 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 for anything, you know, add that stuff later, you know, after you, after you have done what you need to do, like, you know, add that stuff later, it's fine, you know, but there just doesn't seem to be any value, you know, it's like, well, what happened to the value? Uh, it's just, well, it's just adding content and patching it in later on. I mean, EA is getting their ass spanked to them between, well, that's what it seems like. And Anthem, and they're going to need to learn from this. They're going to need to really learn from this, or they're going to be looking like Bethesda with Fallout 76. They're going to be looking <laughs> foolish on there um, to be able to release something that is at least not ship shape when it first comes out. I mean, and that's what Ubisoft, in my opinion, I mean, if you're going to compare Division 2 and Anthem, I mean, Division 2, from what I played of the beta, uh, seems like it's just well put together, and all the other Ubisoft games I've played. You know, Division One. You know, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Origins. You know, those are single-player games. But you know, even For Honor. I mean, pretty much when that game came out, it was feature-rich, and no one was complaining for the fact that it seemed like it was incomplete or you know shallow in any way. Even Destiny Two made it a point to make more of a single-player narrative. And granted, I know people out there didn't like the changes from Destiny One to Destiny Two, but you you can't say it didn't bring forth a full full game on there, and it seems like right now with Anthem, um, there's just not enough variety. There's not enough uh, good gameplay on there, unfortunately, as far as the different types of missions you do, and then and the weapons. You know, I just yeah, I I love the traversal in that world. I'm still gonna play it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna definitely be playing more single player to get used to some of the mechanics in the game. On there, I'm thinking it will change over time. I just hope, uh, like Mass Effect Andromeda, that you know, basically, EA told Bioware, uh, uh, c- cut the cord. Like you know, basically, they had DLC planned for that game, and that went the way of the dodo. So I'm just so mad about that. This game sells enough that way. You know, I'm not looking nine months later, looking at my Anthem disc, my Steelbook, and looking at a game that had potential to be something when in actuality it didn't execute on what it wanted to do. So but that's the thing that really kind of makes me sad is because like I like, and it makes me even mad. It makes me sad. It makes me mad. Uh, because what really happened, like, like I think that I'm finally seeing what really happened to, to, to mass effect and, and, and the fact that they literally, you know, sold that game out for for anthem for this service model game that is just definitely not as good like people love to talk shit about that mass effect andromeda game but i thought that was a great game you know and i was just like 
what's going on? This is this is what you sold Anthem. This is what you sold Mass Effect out for. Ooh, just I'm sad. I'm just saddened by it. You know, yeah. but but again, let us know what you think about this. You got uh, all of uh, all you beautiful people that are listening to us. Let us know what you think about this. Like, are we completely off? Are we like, are we on the right track? Uh, you know, I know we're probably treading a little bit of you know, you know the you know um, the same water that, that that a lot of people are are feeling. But but we're all gamers, you know, and then we want these games to be fun and and accessible and. You know, and good, but it's just like, oof, I don't know. I don't know, but he's... It's, it seems like Anthem may be a good game six months, a year down the road. And it's like, my 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 feeling is, I'll holla at y'all then. It's six months, a year later, to see, to see what it looks like. Because what I've seen and what I've played, it, it's, it's just not hitting for me. For me at all I, I with a group solo not nothing no experience that i that i had with anthem just it just did not resonate with me at all and and the thing that's that like what you were what you were saying des before what's sad is that it should mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the type of game that you know that 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 i really enjoy playing yeah, you know just- yeah, uh, all things being equal, right? So the, mm-hmm. the javelins are beautiful. I mean, I love love the flying. I mean, it's awesome, and it's like it seems like they developed this game in a vacuum. They weren't paying attention with everyone else doing whatever they were doing out there to learn from the mistakes that other games and other companies uh, learn from in this particular space. On there, I mean, they're repeating a lot of the same mistakes of Destiny One for God's sake, and that was what 2014. I mean, come on, give me a break, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, was it was? Did we want to go into uh, go into what uh, Destiny Two is doing with uh, with season two? Start beginning with the Drifter content. Yeah, let's talk about Drifter. Yeah, because I might be playing Destiny Two now. Because <laughs> like I was all like, you know, ah, it's a new hotness. I need to play Destiny Two no more. What was that? You know, like, nope. Now I'm. All right, Destiny. Hope you can take me back now. Sorry, I'm gonna be real with y'all. That's where my that's where my online game is gonna be. It, 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 I mean, outside. I, I keep saying I want to go back to my fighters. I haven't yet, but I, I really do make will make a concerted effort to do that. But for the the stuff that I was the time that I was going to be earmarking for Anthem and Division, it, it's 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 going to be Destiny too. <laughs> I'm just being honest. You're not lying, Kev. <laughs> so, so let's go on and and talk a little bit about what uh, the folks at Bungie are going to be bringing us with this new season with this new season of the of Destiny Two, okay. starting with. Now, season of the Drifter. It's coming out March the fifth, of course. Uh, Gambit Prime is going to be. One of the major uh, aspects of the game, and Gambit Prime is the quote-unquote sweaty version of Gambit. It's not going to be like Trials of the Nine for Gambit, but it's kind of along the similar lines where it's going to be a lot more competitive and kind of the hardcore version of the game mode on there. Uh, you should expect more pre-made teams, people rocking the new role and uh, encouraging armor that will be obtainable through the PvE activity of the 
expansion, and there's going to be a little bit more uh, difficult mechanics and a little bit different than mechanics as far as doing the boss fights in there. Also, there's going to be a PvE experience called The Reckoning on there. Um, right now, that's a little bit more ambiguous right now as far as what's shown right now. It's, uh, you're going to have to kill enemies fast in a short amount of time on there. According to the uh, video doc that was released by Bungie, uh, you'll be attacked from all directions. It'll be tied to getting a new Gambit Prime armor set on there. So there'll be new tiers of the activity released throughout the season on there as it goes along on there. Also, too, there's going to be a Thorn Quest to get the Thorn back in Destiny 2 on there, which will come out on March 12th on there. And um, various Reckoning tiers will be coming out the throughout the uh, PVE on there, so all throughout March on there. It looks like they're going to be introducing new maps for uh, Gambit Prime throughout March as well on there, and then uh, a couple of game modes in April, including Arc Week and The Reverie. That will be coming in uh, April on that, so that's an Allegiance quest on there will require you to pick a Vanguard Drifter perspective and all new invitations of the nine on there. And there's going to be weekly bounties over nine weeks offered by Zur, which upon completion will reward you with new powerful gear and extra incentives for wearing the full sets of armor on there. So Zur is actually going to be offering quest this time. Yep. So Okay. And also too, if just in case you want to level up your other characters, you could go ahead and level up all your other characters to power level six forty on there. So so what do you guys think? I mean, it looks good mm-hmm. on there. So I haven't watched the uh, video for what Bungie released this week yet, but uh, you should really watch it. The armor looks really cool, as the, as do the new weapons. I do miss, and I'm I like I like I like um, Gambit. I think Gambit's a really fun mode. Um, it, it it has enough. I think it has enough PvP in it because I'm not a PvPer, but it has enough PvPing in it. That way, it is not like completely like left Joe out. Because I know Joe loves to PvP and stuff, but I, and I love horde modes. And I think I think it is a it is a good um, it's a good representation of both. You it's know, a good balance. It's a good balance. Exactly, it's not to get you into the mix, but. I know because I know both of you when I say Iron Banner's rolling around, it's like, oh, here you guys groan. I guess I'll have to play this to get blank armor, blank weapon, but you know, it's like I'm all up in it to win it, you know. You so. are, buddy. Let's yeah, if uh, Iron Banner has something I want to get, I'll play it. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll even go. I'll, I'll go in and, just, and, you know, and just and run it solo, but if there's nothing in it that I really want to get, you know, uh, the not owls. Eh. Yeah, it's like you know, it's not appealing. It's like having to take some cough medicine and having to swallow it because you know the benefits of taking it or whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, or you know, it's like eating black licorice or something. It's yeah. like, you know. mm-hmm. and you can't really get power gear from our. I think if it 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 would be a little bit uh easier to deal with if you if i could at least get power gear from it um but i mean you can if you're doing iron banner for your you know your power and using it as your power gear multiplayer requirement you can get it that way but like independent 
of that, if there was power gear available in Iron Banner, I'd be more apt to to stick with it and continue to play. But um, I just, I've got to have a weapon or some gear that that is appealing to me before I jump in there and mess with that. But overall, I think Season of the Drifter looks good, and we'll be definitely circling back over to Destiny Two. Oh yeah, that, you know, yeah, uh, definitely. So, and then after Season of Drifter is over, then it's going to be for the summer the season of opulence. So, uh, I can only imagine <laughs> what that's going to be about. Yeah, we'll have to see on there. There's still, I still haven't finished all my forges act, act yet, actually, in, in the last season. So, hopefully, I'll be able to do my last uh, forge on Nessus. I know that's the one that was a big pain in the ass for you, Kevin, right? Um, was it? There were a couple. There know. were a couple that were kind of a pain in the butt. No, it was. Uh, it wasn't. Ness- it was. It was. Uh, it might be the one because I think there's two on Nessus, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. It's the second yeah, one. On Nessus, it's so. the. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, the 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 one named after the, named after the Japanese style weapons. That one, it and is, it was just uh, getting to it. Izanagi is the yeah, yeah the. Is a Nagi forge, and it wasn't the forge itself. It was it's opening up the forge, yeah. opening it up. Yeah, so many steps involved. It was like, ah. you know, it's like it, it. It you shouldn't have to. You think I'm thinking to myself, why am I doing all this un, unnecessary crap just to get this, <laughs> this stupid forge open? Because well, the, again, the activities I mean, aren't even really related to each other. It's like, oh, you got to go over here and kill this type of enemy. Okay, go over here and kill that type of enemy. Oh, the key is charged, but we need something <laughs> else from this other type of enemy. It's like, okay. okay. But, you know, circling back to our conversation, there's enough gameplay loop doing that, even though you're grinding versus yeah. if you're playing Anthem or something. So, yeah. I mean, and the reason why I continued to grind it out was because it had gear that I wanted to get. There, ergo, even though I, I'm complaining about it, I'm still doing it because I wanted that pulse rifle. And I got that pulse rifle. So <laughs> yeah, I'm wrong with satisfied that. with it. So, uh, so yeah, you give me something I want, I'll do your grind. <laughs> I know that didn't sound very... <laughs> But, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. All right. So, any guys have any more input about Destiny Two Season of Drifter? We'll be definitely circling back and playing that in the coming weeks and months to come. So I'll be we'll playing see. it. Oh yeah, I'll be seeing what's up with it. Um, I can't lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely for sure. So uh, we're going now. We're going to jump into a little bit of what's been going on in the gaming industry. So, uh, Joe, why don't you share with the folks what's in our newsline? All right, and yeah, there's definitely some news we want to talk about that's kind of dropped in the last three weeks uh, since we recorded last. Uh, First thing I want to talk about, Dead or Alive 6, people have been talking about on the net a little bit about the game just dropped uh, two days ago on there, released on March the 1st on there. So uh, people were kind of taken aback by the uh, season pass cost on there. So uh, season pass right now for Dead or Alive 6 is uh, $93 on there for both PS4, Xbox One, and also on PC on there and what you have to be aware of is that um dead or alive dead or alive five last round 
uh, pretty much sold hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of costumes on there. So, um, so uh, one thing we'd like to talk about, Dead or Alive 5, last round. Basically, if you bought all seven season passes for that game, you would have uh, spent $632.93 out of your own pocket to purchase all the costumes available for DOA 5 on there. Mm. So I'm okay with that. You know why? <laughs> why is that? Because if you are stupid enough, to, and I'm going to say it, <laughs> to pay that money to do that, God help you. Enjoy, enjoy if, all. If, if you love those enjoy, costumes, yeah. Enjoy no. all your costumes. I hope that you know the universe opens up and you get to actually wear those costumes because that is <laughs> that is insane. That is insane. Enjoy them. Yeah. Digital. Looking at the costumes, I mean, they got wedding costumes for all characters. It's like, you know, no. hey, <laughs> no. No, nothing like seeing Bayman in a tuxedo. So <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that is that is insane. That's Have fun. Bananas, bananas. <laughs> so, Joe, will, will I be able to play that at your house with all? all- <laughs> is, that, is that what you're saying? I, I will purchase the characters if need be. I know that they have a couple characters from King King of Fighters coming over. I know Mai, and I forget, I don't know what the other female character that they're bringing over, but uh, wasn't it Yuri? Um, it's another. It's two female characters, so I'm not sure. What if it's King? <laughs> Could be King. You know, that'd be kind of cool. Yuri, King, actually. Maybe I'm wrong. It might be. He's like Mr. Karate's daughter. Oh, you know, you, um, God, what's her name? God. Now you're killing me now. My brain. So Joe can't remember it. So just look at, look for it in the. <laughs> uh, send us some information if you if you know who it is. But uh, but I mean I, I I'm kind of interested. You know I've I've been a huge fan of Dead or Alive. I I want to play it. I will play it at Joe's house with or without the costumes if he spends all the money. I don't think. No, I am not buying no costumes though. So. I can't believe <laughs> it. <laughs> They're, they're they're awesome costumes. Too. They actually uh, patched the game over the weekend too to make it so that you're able to earn the costumes in game a little bit better and that's good. At least. So on there, so I gotta give it up. I mean, Tech McCoy, you know, they know their audience. If if they have so you know thousand whales that will buy all the costumes in the game, well, if it pays for the development of the actual game itself, so be it. I'm not gonna sit there and throw shade at them as far as. Uh, uh, saying that you know, oh my God, this is like you know what they expect me to buy all this stuff and whatnot. They're just costumes, so it's like yeah, that's what like, I mean. If you buy them, enjoy. It's not, it's not like gameplay elements where I have to pay extra money for. You know, I'll pay for extra characters if I'm into a game, but uh, costumes, you know, it helps support the game, gets monetization for the game. And I'm granted, I, I'm not supporting the game or anything. I already bought this game for 60 bucks. That's the much, as much monetization as I could see. So I don't know, I'll definitely let you guys know how the game is. Cause I love me some 3d fighters. So, all right. And then other news in this junction, um, coming up at PAX East coming up later on in March, uh, Gearbox is going to be having a uh, panel, including never-before-seen reveals, exclusives, and surprises. So um, they have been very quiet as of late. I know they've been developing Borderlands, another game in the Borderlands universe, probably Borderlands Just say 3. Borderlands 3. It's Borderlands yes. 3. Yes. <laughs> right now it says 
Uh, we don't know if this game's being worked on as Borderlands 3, to be exact, but we do know it's planned to be a triple-A FPS RPG hybrid with strong characters and a central narrative thread. So. Oh, no. It's going to be a, 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 it's gonna be a, a Borderlands Battleborn Battle two. Royale. <laughs> Battleborn 2. <laughs> oh, God. Don't say Battleborn. No. You, <laughs> I know. Someone's getting stabbed. Or Borderlands Battleborn. Mobile. <laughs> Borderlands Mobile. <laughs> Because everyone, yeah. don't you have phones? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll never get old. That will never get old. Oh, uh, but look, look forward to uh, Gearbox announcing Borderlands Three. And this is basically why I brought this story up. I've been looking forward to another game in that universe. So, on that, uh, are you guys interested in Borderlands Three, Kevin? I know you're kind of lukewarm on the like, series as a whole, right? Yeah, I probably I'll probably pass on that one. Uh, well, I, the Tokyo Engine, the first two. I I, pl- I tried the second one. It it just didn't just didn't ro- rock with me. Gotcha. How about you, Desmond? You down da- down for day one on Borderlands three? I'll buy. I'll do. Day, I'll do Borderlands three day one. I think I would too. We'll see. Yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, I the problem the problem was it was this game is super long. Like you don't realize how long that game is. Like, oh, you do all the side quest? Yeah, for sure, man. Oh my god, the game is long. I was like, why? What is going on with this game? <laughs> you know, you know, I I I thought it was fun. It was one of the it was one of the the only the it was one of the only other like first person shooters or first person RPG games that I really kind of got into, and I was just like, okay, you know, it, it's not bad. No, I I enjoyed it. I played it. You know, yeah, I definitely. Play, I, I, play, I, I, loved, I loved all the weapon variations and the random guns dropping in that game. Because that was, know. but that was oof. You, 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 you got on my nerves. That shit. I was like, Joe, let's go. And he's just like, No, there's a gun over here. And I'm like, Joe, let's go. I gotta find this. There's another gun over here. And I'm like, Joe, please. Go. He's like, I tell you, that's the thing. Joe loves the loots. He loves the loots, y'all. Why am I playing the game if I'm not trying to grab the, all the all the rewards? Come on, man. Look, I get it. I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, you realize that that's what you're buying now is going to be completely outdated in like a level or so. So <laughs> doesn't matter. Oh, I want to. I want to grab it all so I could grind it down, sell, and get my money, and have enough money to last me until Timbuktu. Of course, you know, that's what every game teaches me to do. So it's like, you know, just, just like I go to GameStop and trade in games, I'm going to go and grab everything out of the damn treasure chest. I can go and sell it back <laughs> and get my money. So. You make me laugh, dude. <laughs> All right. Another news. Uh, Nintendo did a Pokemon direct on Pokemon day and announced the upcoming game this year, the actual True Blue RPG Pokemon titles on there. So uh, they did announce Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield on there. So it's going to be taking place in a new region called Galar that will be filled with all the new, brand new Pokemon on there. So so uh, the three starter types, grass type is going to be Grookey, the monkey, and the fiery bunny, score bunny. And then last but not least, the timid lizard who likes to attack from afar, Sobble. On there. Sobble had a lot of emo um, kind of takes on that character. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I know. Poor little guy on there. You know, just with the, the sad face. And like, you know, he kind of reminds me of my dog, Jack. You know? Likes to be invisible. <laughs> yeah. So, we got a we'll, we'll Sonic have to see. Rabbit thingy. 
you know, I'm eager to go back in the Pokemon universe and it looks absolutely I, gorgeous. Screw going back to Pokemon. I'm happy to play my Switch for damn <laughs> That's my thing. Yeah, like, that's I, I gotta get to play on my Switch. <laughs> Yeah, it just like seems that, like as of late, it's just uh, like, you know, okay, we're going to remix Smash Brothers. Oh, that's great. You know, it's like sure. there okay. hasn't been much on the Switch. It's like, okay, new Super Mario Brothers U, you know, like the uh, port of the Wii U version. It's like there hasn't been much as of late. I know last year with Octopath, Octopath Traveler and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 had some decent stuff along with, of course, Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey, but it just seems like... That's four games, yo. That's four games. No. Uh-uh. There's a lot of indie stuff, too. They don't get those... a pass. They don't get a pass. Yeah, yeah, no. There's a lot of it, but all the indie stuff's, you know, all on other platforms as well, but a lot of people say, well, no, they're not portable, like on the Switch. The thing about it is, I don't take my Switch... Switch portable. Yeah, to me, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not, not compared to the 3DS or Vita, no. Hell no. no. It's too big. Too big. Ooh, they're lying. They're lying. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully we'll see. I know there's been rumors of a switch, um, different switches possibly coming out. You know, a new version of the switch, and I'm hoping that they get like a smaller uh, 3ds size switch. I would definitely pay cash dollar dollar to take these games truly on the go, even though it's already on the go on the system that it is. But uh, you know, I'll be definitely digging back into. Pokemon, we already kind of settled me between me and Desmond as far as which version of the game we're buying. So your shield, I'm sword. So, so any love, uh, Kevin? You getting this? No. <laughs> like, may, ah. may, maybe if, maybe if I could play as Incineroar the whole time, maybe well, you know, you and know, do those wrestling pop offs. <laughs> one of the starters will eventually evolve. There's three evolutions to usually to all the Pokemon in the game, so you might have someone as cool as a Incineroar. Incineroar. It's yeah. a fiery rabbit that runs <laughs> yes, fast and most on. likely plays football. And by football, <laughs> I mean soccer. So you work it out. There you go. <laughs> I'm just saying. Don't let this man lie to you. You might. <laughs> mm. I, I could say Grookey's an ape man. Probably like his, his final evolution will probably just like just just be this gigantic green ape. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be an ape. Yes. So we'll have to see about the character designs on the final evolution of the starters. We'll have to see <laughs> what happens with all that. But uh, we'll we'll let you know, Kevin. We'll, we'll, the- <laughs> we'll let you. We got you covered, Kev. I will. Yes. I will await your reports live yes. on. We got scene. you covered, Kev. But <laughs> uh, I'm yes. I'm all about finally like get get out of here. With your with your uh, what is it? Let's go, with Eevee. Your, let's go, Pikachu's. Get out of here with that. Get out of here with your Pokemon Go. Get out of here with your umpteenth, you know, Pokemon, you know, rehash of of Sun Gold Moon Boo Boo whatever. Give me a real <laughs> Pokemon, Pokemon game. Give me a real Pokemon Make game. Big Thank big you. Alpha Sapphire. <laughs> I'm done. Give me some new 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 yes. blood. New blood. <laughs> so. Thank you. Ugh. All right. And speaking of new blood, segue. Um, uh, Evo has announced uh, all the games that are going to be up on stage in 2019, and one of the games included is the new Samurai Showdown. So there's a that new looks trailer. great. Yes, that looks so good. Oh my god, I'm gonna actually buy that so I don't have to just play it at your house. <laughs> oh, you better buy it because we'll be playing online, sir. Come oh. on, we're going to Evo this year. At least I am. So. Yeah. If you guys join me, that'd be great. But uh, 
It's going to be uh, launched simultaneously worldwide this early summer on there. It's going to be playable at PAX East coming up, so you folk on the East Coast, enjoy, enjoy on there. So the new trailer it looks like it's firming up very well on there, kind of. You know, I know that they have the uh, director of Street Fighter Four working on this game. It kind of shows with this style, uh, stylistic, uh, you know, gameplay. What I've seen, and I hope that they do the gameplay justice on there. So it looks great so far. So we'll definitely, it's one of the games back in the day that to me spoke to me as far as SNK is concerned. And hell, if, if Samurai Shodan didn't exist, I probably wouldn't be on the show right now because I wouldn't have met you, Desmond. So yep. <laughs> I'm so grateful for the Aww. existence of the game. We, Me and Desmond met at an arcade playing Samurai Shodan against each other. And then Desmond uh, easily handling my uh, butt to me uh, <laughs> on there. So that's what, how we got a rapport because I kept pumping quarters as he kept defeating me. So. He kept feeding that machine. Oh, he kept feeding that machine. And I felt bad for him. I was like, yeesh. yeesh. He's, he almost toppled the machine. I was knocking. I was like, oof. Oh, and what was sad was I was playing Yukio. So the slow-ass Yukio with the with the reach, and he was so Hamaru, and I was just like baiting him. Oof. That was bad. That was bad. I feel, it's grimy. Oof. That's okay. But <laughs> We met each other, and a friendship developed ever since. So. Grimy. Yeah, that was fun, though. Like, that, I seriously, Samurai Showdown, by far, is uh, is my, it's, like, literally one of my favorite um, fighting games. I just. Oh, me too. Just love there, it so there, much. There was nothing like playing Samurai 2 and me, like, you know, basically getting off of work at, like, 12, 31 o'clock at night. And driving to a Seven Eleven that I knew that had a samurai machine that was inside that I could go play mm-hmm. samurai yep. a little bit, you know, on there, or you know, going to the arcade, you know, it's like yeah, you know, back in the day that was my thing. At that beautiful, it's a pizza parlor like around the corner of my friend's house. By that, it was that pizza. No, it wasn't the pizza parlor by the Skippers. It was uh, further down, uh, off of like because we're from Fresno, so it was like this one on Weston. Weston Bullard, I want to say, but there's yeah, yeah, a yeah. pizza parlor. We would run in there and play the game, play games at the pizza parlor. And the guy would, are you talking about the pizza factory? Yeah, exactly. And the guy would just oh, kind of look yeah. at us. Yeah, so Bullard and Marks, yeah. Next, we never would buy anything. He was so <laughs> mad at us. <laughs> hey, right. you're, you're putting money into his economy. You're putting yeah, yeah, come in on. the machine. It's true. Yeah, come on. Yeah, but I can just tell. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I I first played I played the first one and the second one for the first time at uh, Blackbeard's. Oh wow! And it was hooked. And it actually worked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, back when they actually maintained their machines properly. So mm. uh, once Maybe. they came to a festival game palace, that's where I played them for the most part till yeah. that closed, and I had to move over to to a neon. But uh, yeah, uh, Blackbeard's is where I first played it. And I probably would have gone there a lot more had I had access to a car at that time. But by the time they had, uh, by the time I, w- I got a hold of a car, uh, those games were at festival. So <laughs> I didn't have to drive as far. Yeah. 
Well, other games at EVO 2019 on the main stage include Undernight and Birth EXE Late ST, which is uh, well, what, that was one game. Yeah, that is one game, that's sir. The, well, one game. Wow. Yes, that's the name of the game on there. So I, I know Kevin, you bought that. I don't know if you played it that much. I bought it too. I have not played it at all, but uh, I uh, did not. Did I buy under? I don't think I did. Um, okay. No, I don't. I don't. I had planned to buy it. But no, I don't. I, I I did not buy that game. I think uh, it's twenty bucks at uh, GameStop right now, just in case you want to go grab it. But uh, yeah, um, I, I think it's definitely worth twenty bucks. Yeah, I, it, it's a good game. It's just that that fighting system is not the easiest to grasp. Mm. Also, Super, uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate's going to be on stage. Dragonfall, Dragon Ball Fighters. Blaze Blue, Cross Tag Battle, Tekken 7, Street Fighter V Arcade Edition, Soul Calibur 6, MK11, and the aforementioned Samurai Showdown. So we'll definitely be looking for the Evo a little bit more as it comes up this year. Also, um, our favorite game ever, our series ever, Earth Defense Force. Um, new screenshots have been released for uh, Iron Rain on there and also about a new online mode in the game. So um, if you look at some of the screenshots coming out of different uh, monsters there in the game, there's this uh, one monster, Ultra Massive Orgasm Raznid on there. And he's 300 meters tall and one kilometer long, including the tail on there so he looks like a beast at first sight with claws and fangs its skin has the consistency of a rock and it stands on six legs not four legs sir six (laughs) (laughs) on there so it's a bit excessive Um, yes um also too there's um some different enemies including an enemy they're calling the scourge beast on there, so they're four-legged and showcase greater mobility and no blind size. They can snipe enemies from afar and jump high above the surface on there. So, and of course, they got beetles in the game. So, green bomb beetles are a spe- subspecies of the bomb beetles. Uh, their shells extremely durable and can reflect light. Having the damage received by optical weapons, they can ignite the gas they breathe, creating powerful green flames on there. So. <laughs> So much luck to look forward to, but there's going to be a new online mode in EDF Iron Rain. Uh, it's going to be called the Mercenaries mode. It's a competitive mode um, that, in addition to co-op gameplay and pitching EDF forces against the Kindred Rebellion with four players per team on there. So, so you're going to be competing in teams against each other on there. So, and collecting enemy en- energy gems dropped by killed aggressors and delivering them to a recovery dome. So. So and there's going to be waves on there, and the, and the team that gathers more energy gems will win each wave on there. So, so and not only that, there's going to be a six-player multiplayer mode as well. So I'm hoping it gets some traction once it comes out in April. So I'll have to see because there's no physical release, unfortunately. And I think to me, if they want to get more attention in the West, they should release their games physically. You know, PSN is you know. Great and all, but uh, you know, give me a disc, give me a collector's edition to go buy for God's sake. So, any excitement, you guys? I know, uh, I know, I'm definitely going to be pre-ordering it. But anyone else on the show going to be playing Iron Rain? Oh, that's, a, that's a given for me. Yeah, oh, probably. I know. Yeah, most definitely. Okay. Good deal. We'll definitely be talking about it more in the months to come once it does get released on there, and then. 
Also, too, uh, there's another game coming out that uh, kind of caught my eye. It's called Dangerous Driving. It's by a particular uh, development group, Three Fields Entertainment, that consists of a lot of the old Criterion developers on there. So it's going to be definitely um, a spiritual successor to the Burnout. It's going to be coming out on both PS4, Xbox One, and PC on April the 9th on there. So, And I'm definitely looking forward back to getting into some of the old type of burnout gameplay on there. And I'm not talking about burnout paradise. I'm just talking about actual burnout, actual burnout. Yep. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, yeah, I, I heard about this game and I'm hoping that it, it's going to scratch that burnout itch that I've been having for, I don't know how many years. Uh, Cause I was thinking, I thought maybe that, what was that other one that, that came out? Are you racing a group? Oh, you talk about Onrush? Onrush, yeah. I was hoping yeah. Onrush would do it. That didn't do it. Yeah, Onrush uh, is its own beast, though. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this one, Dangerous Driving, looks more my speed, literally. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's, there's going to be a lot of uh, – there's 30 courses, uh, seven different locations on there. There's going to be bumps, shunts. Slam, scratch, and power slides on there. So, and there's going to be takedowns, of course, uh, boost chains, and uh, a road rage mode as well. So, on there. And if you do happen sounds to get like the game, burnout to me, sounds like yep. burnout to me too. <laughs> they released uh, Danger Zone, Danger Zone Two. Those were both crash mode inspired from the crash mode and burnout games that they released uh, on uh, PSN, Xbox One, and uh, PC. On there, so if you do buy Dangerous Driving physically, it will come with a free copy of Danger Zone 2 along with the uh, game itself on there. And then if you're on the PC, it is going to be exclusive to the Epic Game Store on there. So just look you for if you're looking for it on PC, definitely look there on that. So, so I'm definitely going to look on pre ordering it. Hopefully, you know, it's coming out. On April the 9th, I have not seen any like retail like listings for it yet, so I'm gonna definitely do a little research after the show to see if I could find it anywhere for uh, release. So I could put my five dollars down. You know that five dollars. Vote with your wallet, people. So I got five on it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And then last but not least, we'll just talk very briefly, but. Uh, from the last time we recorded the show, a Nintendo Direct hit. So, and so there's a few things that kind of got announced on there. So, we'll kind of cover things a little bit briefly here. Uh, Super Mario Maker 2. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to pick this one up or not. Uh, I do not create levels. I will love to play whatever the community does happen to create on there. Any interest, either of you two, on Mario Maker 2? No, I do not no, make levels not either. I just, gotcha. I, I, I will play it. Levels that are made, but I just don't. I, I'm creative, but not that creative. So you don't think it's worth sixty bucks just to play the levels that they've created? Then I'm assuming, right? Oh, it's it's worth it to play it to your house. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what if I don't buy it, sir? Well, then I, I ain't playing it. Then there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna buy a day one. I just barely bought Super Mario Maker on the cheap for Wii U, so. Yeah, so I'll be the only the only the only Switch game I'm looking for right now is um um Pokemon, but I'm actually thinking about buying Octopath Traveler actually. Yeah. So we'll, well see. This other games that were kind of shown at the uh, on the direct include uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three on there, which looks pretty cool 
on there. Um, Captain Marvel is going to be a confirmed playable character on there. I'm kind of still kind of leery about because it it's a Tecmo Koei joint. So, you know, it's not the same developers as the original two Marvel Ultimate Alliances. I'm kind of curious how it plays, if it's more like a Musu game or not, you know. So, um, also, um, their Box Boy and Box Girl got announced on their Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. More footage of that game was shown. That's the game that's been worked on for years and years by Igarashi, the developer of uh, Symphony of the Night, Castlevania Simple Symphony of the Night. So, see how that comes out. Uh, Dragon Quest XI-S, Echoes of Elusive Age Definitive Edition. I, I actually, during the Direct, I was given my screen a couple of middle fingers when i saw it so because boy i got salty i got salty sort up because i'm a big dragon quest fan and to me i know that they withheld some features from the ps4 and pc versions for this particular game i know there's certain extra story sequences for a lot of the characters in the group on there and also they're allowing both the english and japanese dub voices along with orchestrated and uh, MIDI uh, music as well. And to me, it's like um, people were kind of pissed off because of the fact that on the PS4 version, all you have is the MIDI music that the composer of the game basically stated that he didn't want people enjoying the orchestrated music from the game that he wanted for them to buy a music CD (laughs) to be able to go ahead and uh, enjoy the orchestrated versions of the soundtrack on there. And people were patching the orchestrated soundtrack into the pc version on steam and they had a cease and desist letter that square enix hit them up with to take the orchestrated music down because i guess they wanted to have it be an exclusive for the switch version so so and then also there's a 16-bit inspired um gameplay mode where you could switch on the fly between uh the uh different view of the game like the normal view and then put it into like a 16-bit overhead a side-scrolling, you know, or like overhead view, like if it was a Japanese RPG from back in the Super Nintendo days as well. And then they kind of added that feature from the 3DS version that never came out here. So, I mean, it's great that this game's coming out. Just I, I was kind of upset because of the fact that they're uh, not committal to see if the other two versions are going to get these same updates or not. So, this to me kind of sucks to me in, in a way. But that's just me being a Dragon Quest fan on this, so we'll have to see when it does come out and see if I have to spend another sixty bucks on this. So, yes. on there. So, other games that got um, announced on, at the direct uh, new game from Square Enix called Anaki, which is from the uh, Tokyo RPG Factory. On there, same developers of uh, games in the series. They released like a couple other uh, RPGs that got kind of mediocre response on there. On there, um, Astral Chain was the big one of the big announcements though from Platinum Games. On there, so are you any of you two gonna pick up Astral Chain? I know that was right up your wheelhouse, right, Kevin? Yeah, that was really the only the only thing that I saw on the direct that really that really spoke to me. So uh, Astral Chain looks like it could be pretty dope. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I mean, that is. Uh, pretty much uh, being directed by uh, Hideki Kayama on their, I'm butchering his last name, but the same guy that developed the original Bayonetta and um, mm-hmm. Kami. Hideki Kamiya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Kamiya is developing it, so we'll have to see. I know last game he was working on was Scalebound, so <laughs> we'll have Aww. to see. 
Aww. comes up. Well, that and might become a switch. So <laughs> that, that is a rumor. That is a rumor. Yeah. Of course, they had a couple demos dropped too, which I have not checked out yet. Uh, Damon versus Machina X Machina came out, and also the one for Yoshi's uh, Crafted World uh, came out as well. And then, last but not least, they announced a uh, Zelda remake, Zelda Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, as a remake of the 1993 Game Boy title which will be out sometime this year on there. That looks great. A lot of people have a great affinity towards that particular game. And, uh, you know, I played the Game Boy original, and I know, Kevin, I know you were making the point that there was, like, some sort of Mario aspect to the game, but that wasn't the Game Boy original. There was actually Goombas and Wart from Super Mario Brothers 2 in the original Game Boy game. That's why they're in the uh, Link's Awakening. Okay. Uh, yes, I, I never had show. a Game Boy so I never played it. So yeah. <laughs> really, I didn't it know was, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my uh, the only Game Boy product that I had was a Super Game Boy Advance, hmm. uh, from way way back in the day. But yeah, it's the only Game Boy product that I ever owned. Gosh, I thought it was a good uh, direct for the most part. I mean, it's speaking to the Switch audience on there. I mean, there's a couple other things that kind of got um, announced, but uh, pretty much some of the stuff is coming out for other platforms as well. And I thought Tetris 99 looked interesting. I still haven't downloaded that yet. And that's like a, a Battle Royale Tetris game where you be able to play with 98 other players on top of you, who you're playing with. So on there, but uh, you know, that's all the news I have this time, guys. More than enough. More than enough. All right. Well, thank you for sh- for sharing that uh, gaming industry news with our fine listeners. Contact. You can uh, email our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, if you would like to be on the show uh, to express your opinions and views on the gaming industry as a whole, that's where you're going to want to send that request. That, again, is gamingvessels at gmail.com. I can be reached on Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is shownuff 71 On PlayStation Network, I am shownuff 7 That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 7. On Xbox Live, I am shownuff 71 same spelling. And on Steam, I am Shonuff71. Uh, Trader Joe, where can those fine folks reach you at? On uh, Twitter, I am J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. On there, you could also look me up on PSN. Uh, Kamunagar is my username, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. Um, I'm also on same username on uh, Steam, as well as Nintendo Network on there on Xbox. If I'm on, um, under the username Mr. Fungul, capital M-R, capital F-O-N-G-U-L. And Des, where can the folks reach you at? Yeah, so you can reach me on uh, Twitter at the Nemo 6 T-H-E-N-E-M-O, the number 6. Uh, or you can check me out on, on I was just thinking, on uh, Xbox Live, uh, PSN. Uh, at Nemo Tigger, any M O T G G R. Oh, and it's uh, on Steam as well. So yeah, look forward to hearing from you again. Please 
Uh, send us feedback, like Kevin was saying. Give us feedback. Let us know what you're thinking. We ask a couple questions at the beginning of the show. You know, please let us know. As you, if you if you're a long time listener, you know we love responding to people. And uh, yeah, we'll give you a shout out. If you made Absolutely. it this far in the show, I give you two thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All righty, and with that, we're going to be bringing season four, episode four, to a close. I'm Shonuff71. He's Dez, the Bay Area Terror, and that is the is Trader Joe, the Food Max of Gaming, who will help maximize your gaming dollar. And we're going to be back next time, folks. Peace. All right, I stopped recording. How long? I'm, so, two, I'm done too. Cool. Two hours and twenty-two minutes. <laughs>